As I said last week, guys, we are giving away a lot of stuff uh, around the festive period. All sponsors have kindly donated something to give away. So the prizes are worth £700, right? You're getting a year's worth of Investor Watch UK, 480 quid. You're getting a collection 26 with it of your choosing and your size. Boom. You're also getting five free haircuts at Mills & Co. And if you're a girl, you want to enter this, you can maybe win it and get it to somebody. It doesn't need to be your name. We can sort that out, right? If a girl wants to enter and win this, right? So, these three things. And the top rat, 50 quid cash. And it costs you zero to enter. Nothing. Neil Poir. Takes five seconds. That's no points, actually. Never mind. But, aye, takes two seconds. Go down to the description of this video. Pause this video. Go to the description and uh, all, the, all the instructions are there. There's a wee link, it'll say Gleam or something. So there you go. And as always, guys, we are in the beautiful G4 Claim Studio. Pow, pow. Never forget that. What a place. What a place. <laughs> what a fucking place. <laughs> Never mate. forget that. It was threatening. Never forget that. It was quite threatening. Sorry. Uh, uh, please, that, let's change. please remember that. Aye. There you go. What about that? Thank you. So, aye. Settings. Trow. TikTok, social media. He's all right. Yeah, it's happening, Susie. Absolutely bang on. Delighted to be here, Aye. with you tonight, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm a bit nervous right enough because I don't know if you've got up your cuff. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. We so prepare good. yourselves. We're good boys, aren't we? We don't Aye, we nice don't post on that. I've heard. I've heard a few the last time. <laughs> watch what you're doing with it. Can you trust us? The new Ant and Dick. That's what they're calling us. The new Dick and Dom. The new Dick and Dom. Who's Dick? Dick and balls. <laughs> oh, that, Are you bragging? <laughs> oh, shit. It's cold outside, isn't it? Amazing. We prawn knobs, man. Oh, all right, man. All right. But we need, we need to discuss first thing first the drip. Superb. The drip. Love bro. it, mate. Right, so do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, I'm a particular Asian vintage. Use the rock coming out with words like goats and drip and fucking. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, man. It's like a drip maddie was somebody that was boring, know what I mean? Oh, what? No, a drip. Get that drip, man. That's a, a fucking drip, know what I mean? A bit dude in that. Uh, a dry lunch. Was uh, that my drip? <laughs> nah, he's, he's got the drip. You have got the drip. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of worked it out over the last... Do you know what? My feet are fucking coming. Can I take these off? Of course you can, mate. Take them it's off. It's a shoes off, Gaff. Anyway. I asked for a couple of lashes to come and tickle my feet and all that. <laughs> <laughs> when are they due to come minutes, in? Mate. Ten minutes. Ten, ten minutes. Hold on, phone. Uh, <laughs> Get them involved. How rude of me. Here, shoes. There's a water for you, mate. What is it? Water. No, listen, hold on. I'm a wee bit long in the tooth for this. Right up your ass, man. <laughs> this is how us Blanner boys roll. Couldn't get Stella the night, so Sani was with their own. Oh, head. fucking brilliant. That's good. There's some heat on that. It's well, I've been here, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> but I did say it's a bit cold outside, you <laughs> know, man. Sammy, is that Stella's the first choice? Stella's the first choice, so the show that was in it always, anybody that meets me, buy me a Stella. I love a Stella. If there's no Stella there, get me a San Miguel. If there's no San Miguel, get me a Moretti. If there's no Moretti, get me a Peroni. If there's nothing else, just buy me a drink. <laughs> I mean, I'll drink anything. I was doing in Manchester last week, so I was doing for a conference in Manchester. 
Now this TikTok thing, I, I don't honestly, I honestly don't get it, man. But it's absolutely blew up over the last right. couple of weeks, certainly. So thank you very much. But I was doing in Manchester last week, and I was doing for a conference. The conference was all about how the business. I don't want to bore you, but it was all about the business moving forward, blah blah blah. And there was going to be drinks and all that shit. So. We, the, the Glasgow boys, we all travelled down together. There was a, there was a, a group of us in the Porsche all driving down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that what drip means again? I see. We all travelled down in the Porsche. That's a German whip. And, uh, <laughs> gets into the, it was a village hotel down in the centre of Manchester. Next minute, all I seen was these working boys. TikTok. So, yeah. fucking two o'clock in the afternoon, we get fucking Rosa Sambuca fucking lined up before I'm going into my conference. And being a Scottish guy, we can't fucking, we've got to get the round in, didn't ah, we? So, I got another two before. I was fucking half steaming before I go there, man. <laughs> this is like fucking two o'clock in the afternoon. Were the boys Scottish? No, the boys, the, no, it was like Mank, it was Mank, wow. Mank, work lads, that, man. I'm big. walking in, no, I heard, you could see them doing that. It must be the beard or something, I'm not too sure. You're quite recognisable, I think. Do you think so? Ah, I'd say so. A characterful face. Characterful? Uh, I don't think that's a word. Characterful. Joseph, put it up there, definition. New words. Characterful. Characterful. I can't even fuck. She's turkey teeth. I can't even say say that again. Characterful. Characterful face. It's not a word, is it? In a dress. It's a fuck me. I'm so sure it is. Right, you talk. Wait, hold on. You talk. Do you want one of these fucking cans? Let's fucking turn in. I'm finding this, mate. It's never a word. Um, but obviously you're talking about Sorry for day crashing How you're going to go the night But no, listen Oh listen hey It's a party yourself. It's a party when you're getting in Riley's gaff Characterful And an individual no. In an interesting or unusual way Having a lot of character You just typed that out Characterful <laughs> I've just made a wiki entry <laughs> You know what You've called me characterful Say that again It's a, an, an interesting person or something mate Actually okay, there you go I've been called a lot of things But mm. never fucking interesting <laughs> That's so mad that you went down Manchester and go, I, I thought mean, it would have Most of it Because Oh I, mate Can I tell I, you another fucking one Honestly, I could sit here all day telling you stories That's about the point. this man That's the next point. thing. Um, I, put a, I put a post on a couple of weeks ago and I, <laughs> I was getting abused with a couple of birds and they were giving me a bit of banter, playful banter it was. And I can't remember, but the post then came back as, listen, I don't mind getting fucking kidnapped half a five beautiful fucking women and fucked in the back of the van and fucking abused. Now, Saturday, I was driving back down to Manchester because Manchester, for me, and Tuesday night, turned into a fucking event in itself. <laughs> I lost my fucking phone. I lost my laptop. I lost my fucking... <laughs> I lost my wallet. I lost the keys to my motor. I lost fucking everything. It was all spread around about all different hotels. Luckily <laughs> enough, people started fucking handing them back into the reception for as soon as I'm driving down to Manchester again on Saturday afternoon. I dropped... I, I guess in... I'm at an age you now, if I have a wee sip of water, I need to go for a wee pee-pee fucking ah, like 10, 15 minutes later. So I drop into the services, was there no three fucking buses full of mad women, weren't there? For Scotland, Glasgow, man, and they're all going down to fucking Blackpool. Next minute, I get fucking six of them grabbing a hoard of me and pulling me onto the fuck. He's coming to man, TikTok's coming to fucking Manchester, <laughs> is. Calling you TikTok, 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 man. TikTok this thing, honestly, this lassie starts, she stood in a fucking, they were wanting to take photos and all that kind of care on. I don't no fucking how, right? I'm just a daft wee guy for Blanter. But then I've got this fucking mad bird. She's stoning be she's stoning behind me on a fucking she's on a chair and she's dry riding the side of my fucking head, man. Fucking it hell. was amazing. I've been a dream. A bus for a bus got to Blackpool. That is that is the key key demographic, I think, for oh, your TikTok. Oh, it's magic, man. Listen to anybody else sees me in a service, he's fucking kidnapped me, take me wherever he's are gone. I fucking love it. Honestly, and absolutely don't dry ride the back of my fucking head, dry ride the front of it, man. Too much, I mean. <laughs> I 
I promise I'll not stick my tongue out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is that too much for you? No, not at all, mate. Not at all. It's, it's perfect. It's only it's half a dollar. Anything goes in here. Anything goes. Anything Guys, goes. so sorry, you were going to ask my question. I just talking about, obviously, you're saying you're a blanter boy. Do you enjoy your upbringing blanter? Well, do you know what? Back, and I, I put again another wee post on about growing up in the 80s. And I was born in 1977, the Queen's Jubilee year. So I'm a, I'm a wee bit further on than, than most people possibly that are on certain platforms. But growing up back in the 80s was fucking brilliant, man. It was a great time. You had absolutely fucking nothing. You know what I mean? And the, the reason why I've got to talk about shoes in a wee minute as well, you're brought up with absolutely fuck all growing up. But you had everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You didn't have two pots to piss in. But you always seemed to be able to go away somewhere. Or you were able to always get something. You had to wait for something right enough because your mom or your dad had to fucking save up for it. It wasn't like instant. But growing up in Belanta back in the days was interesting. It's probably made me the character that I'm the, mm-hmm. the new as well. It was just a total, obviously a total different life. But it was a great time. So hopefully you've got some questions about growing up in the, the 80s. Because um, running about the streets, man... You don't get Wayne's running about the streets anymore, unfortunately. Everybody's kind of holed up in their wee bedrooms, mm-hmm. playing their wee computers, um, on their phones consistently. We didn't have anything like that, so we had to go out and fucking kick the ball off a lock-up, kick the can, man. It was Aye. like, you're fucking seven or eight, he's playing kick the can, somebody was hit, somebody would fucking run about, kick the can halfway down the fucking street, somebody <laughs> go it, bro, it back, and I can't remember, but it was that pig, you know, that one man hide and seek. Fucking chap door run away. We'd fucking put a dog shite into a fucking pat paper bag, light it, chap somebody's door, and they're standing <laughs> on the bag of shite and That's all that kind of that, that, that did make it an old generation. So you used, used on the bag of shite, put the fire, the right? shite We were like maybe the very last ones. Cause I, Wait, like, did like, you? I'm 24. I was quite excuse you kind of look like I could be your dad. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you might be. Did your mum walk down to Blackpool? My mum bought a house. You don't feel high blana. I'm only kidding. I know, but I think we were the last like ones at actual. You went out to play. You went out to play, man. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, obviously, fucking doing the back fences, not you were doing the fucking back trap door runaway, man. See, like, obviously, you witness old, like, you know, old generation, even younger now. But even with being on TikTok, would you think the the main difference is between when you grew up and and now? You made your you, you made your own fun. Um, you you socialise, man. Fuck's sake! New people talk to each other through fucking phones or the mess. They've never met each other. Aye. Fuck! I remember you had to go and chat a lassie up. No, I remember feeling my. I remember feeling the first lassie's tit. I was petrified, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, I mean, see, now they're like horny. We fucking Aye, running about the place. They've watched that much mad shit on the internet. It doesn't even bother them fucking anywhere, mate. Listen, mad shit on fucking internet. Fake taxi drive. You ever seen it? Aye. I'm still fucking two minutes into the first episode, you <laughs> man. I don't know what happens yet. Fucking brilliant. But I think we made Warren fun. Um, we played Warren games. We were imaginative. We, we, we had to be creative and we, we done. We went out. We didn't want to come fuck. Your mom shouted you in for fucking. You went five mere minutes. Aye. She was shouting again at half past nine. Two mere minutes. It was like ten o'clock. I remember when it got to that time. So like half past eight, nine o'clock. And you were bursting for a pish. You wouldn't go in the house because you're getting kept in. That's you fucking in now if you went in for a pish. Oh, fucking. You know what I mean? So Aye. it's just totally different times. I think as Wayne's, we were, we were allowed to be Wayne's growing up. Aye. And there wasn't much pressure. I think there's a lot of pressure now. And be lassies and Aye. boys as well. I mean, you've seen everybody walking about these days. And it's all fucking fake Rolexes and fucking lattes so and all day, that. You know, oh, it's mental, man. Body conscious and all that. I think as well, like what you're saying, that your upbringing in Blanton turns into who you were. But I think 
the eighties and that built a lot of strong personalities because see now people can get away with not having a personality if their personality's on their phone. Oh, you know what I mean? Me, like aye. but but they've got no social skills. I think they at a young age they get a phone shoved in front of them or a tablet, go and watch it and they don't quiet. They don't they, they, I, they don't develop the social you skills. Fucking peace when it members mm-hmm. like you know fucking away. It's pushing down, don't care. I've only got my short get out, not mean you were fucking mm-hmm, you're right. always you know getting out to fucking player. You would trap somebody's door, there's fucking Paul coming out to play and see if they says no, he's not coming out to play and you didn't have a ball. Oh, you be like, it's Paul's balking me to play. Isn't it, man? No, it's mad, I know, but see, like, the mad advancement of like, technology since, like, the 90s to, like, now. See, like, in that space of time, it probably wasn't there much difference between, like, heavy early in the 1900s to, like, 60s, 70s, and compare, like, and, like talk about, like, personal technology and that, and then seeing, like, the 90s to now. I it's just everything just went, like, I'll tell you one thing, the early 1900s, to the fucking present time. Blana. Everybody's still fucking horny, man. Everybody's just about <laughs> shagging each other, weren't they? Regardless. The new man, it's like a sex fest. It's like 1960s again out there. That's because like of the, the fest, pandemic, man. mate. Everybody's yeah, horny wee guys these days because of that pandemic. Horny wee rabbits up, cutting about, man. Up. I remember one of my mates, this is just random, man. One of my mates, the whole house, I'm not, uh, fuck it, his name's Wally. <laughs> but I'm not tell you his what, Cannon, I'm not tell you his surname, Cannon. And uh, he was staying a block of flats in Hull House, and there was, a la- there was a lassie that he was always trying to fire into. Now, Wally liked a wee bit of fucking, he liked some beers and all that kind of caring, but he was always trying to f- fire into the lassie down the stair. He's fucking mad hope at one night and he goes down the stair the lass. You get the fucking jail for this now. He went down the stair, he went down the stair, chapped at the, the lassie's door. She's like, who is it? But the, this time he's fucking get his fucking, he's pecking that out. He sticks his pecker through the letterbox and shouts, it's Wally. Uh, it certainly is Wally. It was Wally. <laughs> but you get the jail for things like that now, isn't it? But whereas, see then, nobody was kind of precious. That's, 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 what, I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, no, like, but if you've done that uh, now, you'd be like, there's that fucking... Pervert, wouldn't you, man? Uh, that fucking pedo, fucking, know what I mean? People, I have, people have changed so much with, like, technology advancing as well, social media and that, uh, getting called out for certain things, but in the 80s and that, it was like, you could get away. Door. Uh, oh, you, you dick, what were you saying? Fucking uh, moan out, the room will sort it out. It was one of the things, you know what I mean? Because everything was face-to-face now, you can be faceless. In uh-huh. fact, you know, the catfish things and all that that you get now as well. I f- when I came on to fucking TikTok, do you know that I've got a Tinder? I've got a Tinder, my name's fucking Calvin in it, but you know what I was disappointed about? The cunt says, can I say cunt? Aye, say cunt. I'll say cunt now, innit? The fucking cunt. The, the fucking cunt says I was 62 year old now. Did I look like a fucking 62 year old? That's shocking, by the way. Doesn't it bother being called Calvin or 62? Doesn't it bother being called Calvin, man? Cal. But fucking 62. So cunts are putting you on their Tinder? Aye, what? Well, I, I just kid on it, my wife, it was some cunt else. <laughs> Uh, if it was you, this is 27, no 62. <laughs> no, I mean, you can't, you can't do that, man. When you're, when you're trying to disguise it for your missus, you need to kid it. Oh, that was name. I didn't say I was fucking 61. Uh, Calvin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did I call myself Calvin? I've got a wee knob, know what I mean? Yeah. Every Calvin I've known's got a big pecker, you know what I mean? You know, I hate the name Calvin. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen the name Calvin, fucking yeah. brutal, by the way. Yeah. You know, I buy the Jeff Banks fucking shorts because I hate the Calvin Kleins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry what you're saying. <laughs> 
Fuck no, growing up in Blanter back then, I mean, we had absolutely nothing. You, you played football. Every wee guy wanted to be a football player, didn't we? So we were all, always out the back. You were playing Crossy. You were playing World Copy. You would fucking, you were getting a game of sides. You would get a game of sides against other teams of boys in the nah, streets and all that. Different streets. Nah. So, nah, when it's street fucking games, that, man. But I think yeah. as soon as what you're saying, right after us, that's <coughs> when that all that stopped and it we was all on. We play football. Jo- well, his age. Joseph's Aye, Joseph. That fucker. Because so, you use, man. No, because that's my wee cousin, and that's why I know. <laughs> no, I, so I know for growing up, you were actually a lot more indoors than. Were you active? Were you active when you were younger, Joseph? Well, why? Aye. What age were you sexually active? We all want to know. Fuck the fuck, man. Then did you get your hole? Turn that camera to Joseph. Sorry, Joseph. I remember fucking. I remember getting off with a lassie. I was about. 14, 15 year old, and she was wanting me to pure fucking feel her tit and all that, man. And I was taking her red neck. No, I didn't know, didn't know what to do because all I'd done back then was fucking play football, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, pass the ball, yeah. We'll get a game of heaters. Fucking, and she'd be the end it, man. I was fucking sweating and all that. And uh, the last year I ended up getting a hold of my own and fucking putting up her tap. I took a fucking redneck, you know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't a confident boy at all growing oh, up. Well, you know, no. Shy as fuck. I'm still quite shy, if I'm going to be honest with you. But I'll tell you further on what sort of a broke me, you know what I mean? Aye. But I, I was, I was quite that. a shy boy growing Aye. up. Hated lasses. Hated fucking talking to lasses. Took a redneck fucking talking to lasses. Uh, aye, so it was awkward see growing up at school. Aye. It was always very awkward. But growing up at school in our times, if you were sports, and I was always very, very good at football, yeah. um, probably better than, I don't mind saying it, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people to testify to this, I was better than most cunts yeah. uh, at football, um, I was always at a better level than most people, mm-hmm. so you get away with a lot more see if you were kind of strange or you're kind of weird or you're kind of shy. That's like, let's hang slide almost, like, Absolutely, I noticed that, man. like, even people who are pure weirdos and that see if they were good at football they aye. were just kind of in no, with the guys pass, man. you got three passes I was that cunt oh, I was right. him man I was that fucking shy awkward type boy you know aye. wasn't comfortable in his own skin but I was a fucking brilliant football player so I got away with murder you know what I mean you were, I, I, obviously I was watching your TikToks and that and you were saying you you basically were saying you could have made it but your attitude was stinking my attitude was absolutely fucking honking if I'm going to be honest with you um, could have played with any football team I was a blanter boy Getting away Blanter Vicks Blant, Well Blanter Vicks Was just a local Fucking team at that point I was well above All that kind oh, of shit yeah. for, for, for playing Schoolboy football I was doing at Liverpool Steve Highway Took myself and the guy Brian Heatherston Peter Heatherston's boy Doing at Liverpool After a, a tournament That Blant uh, Aberdeen Boys Club We played down there And we got to the final We done quite well And myself and Dice Is what I knew And Bubbles is what, It's called Bubbles Because he looked like Michael Jackson's Fucking monkey man <laughs> So <laughs> So Jimmy Bone and all the boys doing it fucking, doing it some uncalled and bubbles. One of the best fucking football players. It was like a Paul Merson type football player was dice. See before the ball, I see before the ball came to him, he knew where he was fucking, and he was telling you to go and run because he was going to pinpoint where he was going to put that. That's the type of character that he is. Um, So me and him, we were Motherwell, fucking Celtic Rangers, um, Hearts, Liverpool, the Falkirk, we were, we were always training. He trained with teams because mm. you didn't want to sign with anybody Aye. until it got to that point where you, you came 14 year old and you sent you wanted was it was it S S form schoolboy oh, forms right. it was called at that time. So then when we were all grown up, anybody was half decent. We'd be going to sign with Rangers. We'd go to sign with Hearts. We'd go to sign with Hibs and all that kind of shit. So I went to Motherwell. I signed with Motherwell because I didn't want to go to Liverpool. I didn't want didn't even want to go to Hearts. Hearts were chunk to sign us. Me and Paul Ritchie played together at, at Hearts at the at the time, and um, Walter Kidd, 
Walter Kidd was fucking shields he'd off, man, because I was that, that kind of type of player, similar to Walter Kidd, and he wanted me to go and sign at Hearts, but see, for me, it was either Hamilton Ackies I was going to go and sign for, who my wee mate Paul Hartley went and signed by, uh, and I chose to go with Hartley, Paul's, uh, Paul's a good mate of mine's, um, Zico, one of the best fucking... He's a good guy, Paul, isn't he? Bang on, totally, aye. done really, really well for himself. Paul was a winger, Paul was a, was a nippy wee winger, who fucking flicked the ball here, he's not really, really good guy. Bang on football player, but I think it was Craig, Craig Levine that changed his career in a bit when he put him in the middle of the park. He's a good player, but bang on, but he was always known as a fucking nappy winger, not mean he was always a wing player. That's mad, isn't it? Because if you think by the time he even got to Selic, that was not his game at all. No, I mean, he was great in the ball and that, but tough in the tackle and that and all, but solid. No, can you imagine him? See, for I'm sure for Hearts, he did play. He play, played him on the wing a few times, but obviously he's changed them, he's seen it and changed them. Absolutely, and i never seen that coming, uh, mm-hmm. to be fair, because growing up with, with, with Zico, <coughs> and Paul was always a wee guy, he was always, and he was always a nippy wee guy, put it past you, run, aye. put it on one side and run on the other end of fucking... I think if you're a clever player, they kind of try you and get in midfield, don't you? But see, when he took her for Neil Lennon, not mean that was a big fucking role to fill, and he done it really well, not aye. mean that, but hats after him, aye. because uh, Paul came for a similar type upbringing to myself, mm-hmm. And uh, the, the the guys had a fucking cracking career, but um, it just shows you you stick with it. I'm got I'm not going to mention a name, but there was a guy at Motherwell that just couldn't fucking. In fact, there was probably somebody else that spoke about it. Big curly fucking toe. It was fucking hopeless, Same. man. I'm not going to mention any <laughs> names. He couldn't fucking. He couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't fucking. It was shite, absolute shite. But see if you stick with it, and, aye, keeps, and that's aye, this attitude more than anything else. I had a. Terrible fucking attitude. I thought I was a fucking better player than what I was. Mm. And if I wasn't going to play at a certain level, then I wasn't. And I went to Party Thistle, I then went to Dumbarton. I told fucking Dumbarton to go and fuck the I wasn't interested. Um, I had a, an agent, Bob. Bob had made trials doing it fucking. Um, Mark Hartley took her hull at the time. And it was myself and Brian McGinty. And I think there was another Scottish guy that was going down for trials. We Hull McGinty fucking actually got a, a contract down at Hull. Who's Brian McGinty? McGinty, McGinty was at Rangers. And then he played oh, right, with St. Right, Marin. Yeah. And fucking. And then he went down south and he, he played with he played with Hull. Then he came back up to St. Marin. Ah, Dundee. Right. And then he, he kind of ventured into the junior game and stuff as well. Fuck, he was getting paid £500 a week to go and play with Cohen and um, Irvin. Was it Irvin? Irvin, no, Irvin Meda. Ir- Irvin, the Meda. Five hundred pound. So when the Meda started making money, he decided that he wasn't going to play with Dundee. He fucking went to, to the Meda. And they so they play. They, like, there's a lot of boys that sit in like League One and that. They go to Meda. A lot of boys. A lot of boys like on the low leagues don't want to go full time because it's because they can go part time and work and all. There's a boy that plays for. Oh, he scores all the time and gets for Peter Head. Any teams in the Championship want to sign him, but he won't go because he's like a full time plumber and he can. Play so he earns more money because he can work and play football. But it's scary, mate, as well because you get into that conference league, you get into the fucking third division, second division. Some of the boys are picking up a thousand, twelve hundred pound. That's madness, isn't and it? still doing the fucking the the, the shifts in between times as well. Know what I mean, there's boys in twenty grand a week and all that. Doesn't madness, isn't it? I remember Barry Robson. I was watching him in Open Goal. He says. Even see at Aberdeen, I think Kenny McLean was the top pie player, and he was one. He was only on a grand a week or something yeah. at Aberdeen, which Aye. is mad. C- Listen, I can get that because again, the scene when I was play, when we were at Motherwell, the top fucking the, the top wage player was Tam Coyne, Tam Coyne and Mitchell van der Gag, and they were only about a thousand to twelve hundred mm. pound at that point. But then they get made up with their appearances and the bonuses Aye, and all maybe that. That's you know what I mean? So when you're doing the low the, the low end of the leagues, it's all about your appearances and your Aye. win bonuses. People and all want that to come on for the last five minutes Aye. to get an appearance bonus. Now. That's it. Well, that's what the managers do. You see them randomly put them on the last two at minutes. Christmas, at right. Christmas, that's a pure hanging. Right. And you still always do that with somebody. <coughs> last five minutes, you. Bl- Why the fuck? Well, no, Johnny Hayes. 
It was Johnny Hayes. Was Johnny Hayes? Fuck Johnny Hayes. Probably got about five grand or ten grand. Aye, that's one of the park, man. Aye, I could have the same way. I don't know who it was. It was under. Maybe in Stratton, you done it with Paddy McCourt or no? Aye, every game. Five mil just to get him on, man. Paddy McCourt, man. He was one of the best fucking, the best technical player ever. Ever. Mental. Paddy McCourt, where are you? Nothing, mate. We want to know where you're. Didn't make sense watching him. Didn't know. Let's see watching him. It didn't make sense. Like you'd see him and he wasn't even running fast and like he'd just run up to somebody and just do that and he was by them you're like how did you do that and he was awkward he was like fucking Ted McMahon like a tin man that's like an old school an old school kind of football player I think Uh, if he was was in the 80s he would have been one of the best players in Britain Jim Patterson Jim Patterson Patterson, another young boy for Blanter done really really well for himself played by a lot of teams Jim Patterson that's that's how Jim made a, a career for himself very very quick quite a physical boy he would Put the ball in one end and then fucking run around you and get it the other side before you're like, oh, just made a dick yourself. What happened there? Not that simple though. There's a boy, plays for Dunfermline now, a boy that, that reminds me, Dom Thomas. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, we don't. You ever heard he's of Dom? He's a good player. He's a, he's a really good player. One of the players I remember, we were playing a charity game, mate, um, for a boy that died of cancer. Dom was playing in it. So we'd already played two 11s games, but this time I, I didn't play anymore. I was playing it right back against fucking Dom. My, oh. my, I, was, I was cramping up before the game even started, right? And then he gets on the ball. And I remember running up to him and I just remember seeing the ball and then it wasn't there and he was fucking about 20 yards behind me I was like how the fuck did that happen man one of the players Yogi's his manager now Aye, Yogi aye, Hughes, great bunch of did boys. Did you see? Did you see that? Uh, I, honestly, I don't watch fucking football. Do you know? I see if I'm not playing it. I can't. I maybe watched the last five, ten minutes of any bastard and game. Um, I've got no fucking interest in watching it. Mm. I think it's as boring as fuck. <laughs> uh, honestly, man, I fucking. Um, I would rather go and play it. And if aye. I wasn't playing it, and I think a lot of guys that play football will tell you exactly the the same. They would rather fucking go and play a game rather aye. than watch. Fucking. Aye. I don't really. I'm not asked like, like Premier. Like, Last night I was in Sean's, we were watching Ar- uh, Arsenal Everton. Everton. First half, you're like, this is fucking no, shit, man. The best last too, 10 minutes. Though. Every team's too scared. So the much. best last 10 minutes of a game I've aye, seen aye. in a good while. Because you go for it then, it? Because aye. the pressure's on. Was, too much money trying. involved, aren't they? They're sitting feeling each other out. Don't want to make mistakes. If they fucking go and lose a goal, then the pressure's on to mm-hmm. go and get it back. But they kind of feel each other out, then they go for it, don't they, man? That's the Premier League, man. It's a game of chess. Nobody wants to make a mistake because. Obviously, the probes are at risk, points are at risk, money's at risk. Win bonuses, not too much money involved. But see, just going on for the fit boy, you're talking about growing up in Blanter, and obviously, next to Blanter's Hamilton, and there's a famous place in Hamilton that I've been to a few times, known too many times. The Palace, baby. Palace, <laughs> you must have some stories. Best times of my fucking life. In the palace. See, back there, honestly. So, growing up, growing up for me, you know, so I'd finished football at this point. I wasn't interested in football. I was going around about with a particular group of people for, for Blanter. And uh, we we got up to no good. We were just pure pests. We were boys. I just wanted, that's the reason why I just wanted to be like my mates. I mm-hmm. didn't want to, the attitude, that's the attitude thing again. So if anybody thinks about being a football player, you've got to be in it. You've got to be invested in it. You've got to make sure you want to do the best you possibly can. Train like an absolute beast. I didn't. I wanted to be like my fucking mates because they were all having a fucking rare time, man. Aye. They were all getting mad with it. They were all fucking, they were all partying. They were fucking doing what they wanted. And I felt left out, you know what I mean? Because... I was a shy wee guy, Fitbit got me in the crowd of, of people, but I didn't want to be that wee shy guy anymore, I wanted to go and fucking party, so 
no mere football. There was a party fucking scene for me then at this point. I was 19, 20 year old in the Parkville and Blanter at that oh, point. The Parkville, the Parkville oh. back then was absolutely dynamite. You had, the old, you had the old fucking, you had the old bar and then you had the lounge, man. And the lounge, that's where everybody, it didn't matter who you were, you could be, you could be, 18 year old you could be 62 year old everybody was there for still a the good same, time man is it just all the same but we could stone in the fucking tables we could fucking stone in the seats everybody just had a fucking right great time mm-hmm. and it was a kind of classy oh, it was classy it was a good place then back <laughs> yeah, then you know what I mean place. Um, but you, we were allowed to enjoy ourselves back then and we certainly did um, so I get caught up in that kind of lifestyle for about a year and a half and it was the Parkville the Parkville was always the, the, the meeting place or you had Carrigans right. and High Bland Aye. If you want it, a wee song or karaoke, you know I'm shite at singing, but I think I'm, <laughs> see the thing is, when you sing, you can just hear the person that sings that song. You think you sing <laughs> like the can, you can hear it in you? a video or something. <laughs> oh, fuck. fuck it. Back up again you the following week, man. <laughs> the fucking sound system. <laughs> but so it was either the Parkville you went to, or you went up to Carrigan's if you want it, a wee fucking sing song and all that kind of care on, or you bounced between the two of them. And then it was a fucking Hamilton Palace, wasn't it? Sure was. But do you know what? It was a Thursday night. That was the start of the weekend, wasn't it, man? You get phone calls, you can do it to the park. Well, I was on the fucking quiz or something's on down the park. Ah, fuck it. I'm going up to fucking Carrigan, sing songs going up there. <laughs> so you'd go to fucking Carrigan's because it was a right good fucking bounce about the place. Everybody was meeting up. And that was the start of the weekend, wasn't it? Everybody was fucking folly or whatever they were taking at that point. And you were like, right, fucking 11 o'clock, who's all gone to the... When it was one of the ones, you didn't even know each other and be like, right, who's all gone to the palace now? <laughs> Before you knew it, it was fucking 12 of you strong <laughs> going, we'll not all get into a fucking taxi. Right, phone Fruity doing it fucking mat cars and get three taxis ordered. Fruity, can you get taxis here for half past? And then the palace just got absolutely stoated, didn't it? But it wasn't just then the Thursday, it was a fucking Friday. Saturdays when you get fucking done up in it and you look to pull <laughs> a burden and all that. You weren't with your mates, you were with your mates, Aye. but you wanted to get a fucking burden on Saturday night, Aye. didn't you, man? You wanted to get him and make sure you were fucking enjoying yourself. <laughs> and then the Sunday, you would maybe stay here at the birds, but the birds would be staying at your butt, or your mob would be like, and you and your girlfriend getting up out your fucking bed. You know me, one of the ones. It was a fucking shame, man. The walk issue of your girlfriend, man. Didn't you know there was somebody there? Paul Murphy down the door, like, oh, some guy's hairy arse under the fucking covers, man. It's your mate, innit? You's getting up out your bed, but then you would go and do it again the Sunday night, wouldn't you? But you weren't happy with just a fucking Sunday night, man. The Monday would come, innit? And it was like, but you up to because you would meet because you would meet on the Monday because you always had that Monday club crew. You would finish your fucking work or whatever you were up to or whatever you were doing and you would then go and meet the Monday club around about six o'clock, half past six. But that wasn't just you for just a pint or two pints. You were out there to about 11 o'clock and then it was... There's maybe four or five years. It was different when it was Thursday. There was one. There was about fucking twelve years. Saturday there was about fucking fifteen years. There was a good strong sixteen to twenty years when we went on Saturday. Sunday it kind of dwindled back down to eight, and it was maybe three or four years later. Yeah, the hardcore. Uh, ones uh, you were doing for the Monday because when you were doing for the dirty old birds. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the old woman power. Uh, when it was Monday, I was like fucking the Monday clubs out there. The Monday <laughs> book, man. Uh, that's <laughs> what it was. You didn't get a toss, man. You'd no shame. Hamilton Palace was brilliant, and you had Big John, Wee John, Henry, the bouncers, and that when we were there but when we went to the palace I remember fucking going to a Christmas night out Slater Hogging House and Christmas night out and it was doing it at the, the, the Bodwell Hotel was it Bodwell Hotel in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bodwell Hotel so we were at Christmas night at the Bodwell Hotel suited boot at the full shooting match we're all that what's going to happen now fuck it we'll go to the Hamilton Palace don't know what fucking year this was certainly but I fucking bounced in one day I'm suited and fucking boot it like the day when you were going to a fucking nightclub 
And you've got all these wee horny teenagers going about with their fucking tracksuits, their duffel coats, <laughs> their parkers, fucking trainers, man. Casuals, honestly, jeans and all that. He used to go to the door and Big John would look at you and like that. And you're not getting in with fucking jeans on. You had to fucking, you wouldn't get fucking in. For the past? See if, you, see if you didn't have fucking a pair of shoes on, a pair of black fucking socks, and a pair of trousers and a shirt, you'd get fucking hunted. Really? Aye, seriously, you'd get fucking... they would hunt you if you turned the back. <laughs> <laughs> you'd just back up your nose. You're a fucking pervert, man. Seriously. So see back then, and people would queue for fucking hour the place, run fucking casual street and all that. Aye. People would queue aye. for about fucking 40 minutes to get into the Hamilton Palace, but if you didn't have the fucking right kit on, you waited for half a fucking hour or 40 minutes to get in you were fucking devastated <laughs> all your mates were they weren't getting a fuck they were like see you after you <laughs> see you after you dick but hey you had a fucking heat on you Asda was running the fucking corner you had a fucking 100 pound or 120 quid in your back pocket didn't you and you'd be like fucking pair of trainers so you would hide your trainers in the bin or in the fucking bag <laughs> in the bin or in the bin you could do it your Asda and get yourself a square pair toe of fucking shoes wouldn't you man or you got yourself a pair of black socks or when you went out back in the days, it was like a white shirt you had to wear. It was an orange shirt. It was a green shirt. It was always a fucking shirt and a uh, pair of trousers. But you didn't tuck your shirt in a fuck all. No, shirt. Just it was just all hanging out, man. It was, it was totally <laughs> different, man, honestly. I remember going out one, one Saturday night and I was out with my missus, uh, my, my brother-in-law at that time. I was about five or six years old. And there was this guy, Mad Mickey. His name was Mad fucking Mick. It says it all, didn't was it? He mad? It nice was, I was mad and his name was Mick, man. Mad <laughs> fucking Mick, we used to call him. But he was a, an English guy. Nothing against English people. He's a rubber all people, man. But he just don't know how to fucking dress. So Mad <laughs> Mick used to come up and he was a builder. He worked in the building sites and he used to travel down sometimes to give his missus some fucking wages and stuff. But he was, he was just a pure guy. He turned up with fucking... <laughs> pair of fucking somebody else's trousers on they were up here his fucking socks white fucking socks he would have Aww. on man know what I mean and the black fucking the black shoes used to get fucking absolutely abused in the middle of the dance floor no two fucks were given bad big mad Mick was getting up fucking <laughs> him with these fucking white socks fucking illuminating Michael in the middle Jackson of the dance floor aye fucking mad man it changed now about the palace innit the, the name it's rock, the rock aye uh, so it's a uh, my mate actually owns the owns the owns rock, so it's a total. They've got communal fucking toilets. Have oh. they? Aye. That's a, a lot of places are like that now. Interesting, mate. man. It's like stalls, like a last stall, a guy stall, a last stall, a guy stall. For store. like, um, I don't. Is it no? Taco for, Bell's like. Aye, it's for it's for it's for people <laughs> who. Is that don't, in a sexual position? Do you fancy a Taco Bell? <laughs> <then? laughs> Might be. Search it. Characterful. Characterful <laughs> Taco Bell sexual position. Aye, but see, see the rock. I was in. I, I was in, I've been in the palace and then I was in The Rock with my pal and I was about 22 at the time. Big Coops, you know Coops have TikTok? No. What a character. Um, but I was in there with Coops and I think I was 22 at the time. I think I was the oldest guy in there. Major, you knew 24? 24, aye. <laughs> 25 next week. Are you? Birthday present. I was fucking you could, smart, give me a, didn't I? You, you could give me a house for my birthday. <laughs> Are we fucking dolls who shit can smile. Fucking who's I thought that's we were. I thought we were Riley's gang here. <laughs> so the the first time the first time the last time I was ever in fucking rock, it was a um, it was a corporate thing that I was doing at the Hamilton races. And everybody ended up fucking oh we're gonna do it rock, do it rock, do it rock. My mind was fucking blown inside the place, just one totally different from what I was used Aye. to. Just totally fucking open plan. I didn't feel as if there was any fucking atmosphere ah, about yeah, the place, yeah, man. I went for a push and I'd be like, oh, she's fucking looking at the cubicle, watch me doing a push. But, um, 
Try to do the fuck is a pair of slip on shoes. <laughs> a pair of slip on shoes when you're absolutely fucking hammered. Try to go to the Hamilton Palace, a rock as it's known now. Try to get in the stairs. Now you've got the shiny bit right at the edge uh, of the yeah, fucking yeah. S- fucking studio and it slipped bang. <laughs> fucking <laughs> my asshole was fucking killing me doing the first flight of stairs. Stood up, <laughs> back up again. Somebody else is holding on me. Stood on the next fucking flight of stairs, bam, bang, fucking slipped all the way down the stairs. My asshole was killing me. You couldn't make this up. You would have thought I fucking would have learnt the fucking third time. He's doing the next fucking flight of stairs. Guess what fucking happened? Exactly that, man. My arsehole was fucking wrecked, man. It was like that wallpaper the next day, man. It was fucking black and blue. <laughs> so that's the, that was the one and only appearance in the rock? Uh, oh, no, my mate Paul, he's, uh, he owns Barry. Barry owned the place. They're always saying, "Moon doing this and that, but it's no man. No, I don't like socialising like that. Yeah, no, I'd rather go for something to eat now, you know what I mean? Go for uh, something to eat. Fucking, and then up the fucking frog and toad at 10 o'clock, half yeah. past 10, man, before the carry-on starts. I start mine party in the house, you know what I mean? <laughs> Shieldsy's kitchen, mate. I've Rayleigh's gaff bag, you Shieldsy's fucking kitchen. kitchen. Uh, I mean, that's a fucking look. Oh, right. yes. We'll go up after this. I was just going to say about the Hamilton Palace. I don't think I'd been when it sat ROC Rock. Is it just Rock? Rock, rock I, I, I think it was still the Palace because I've got pals with Blanter, right? And um, we were all just sitting having a drink, as you say, and, and one other guest were all having a drink. And then it's like the exact same as you said, Parkville and then Carrigan's. And then, and then the uh, Still like Palace. Yeah. Aye. And when we were in that Carrigan's, I took CB2. Do you know what they are now? Uh-huh. They come two pizza, two CBs. It's like Eki's dipped in acid, right? Oh. <laughs> right, anyway. But it's, it's you go any? <laughs> no, no. But that's I took, right on I took, my fucking street, mate, by I the way, man. I took two of them, and it was the first time I'd ever taken them. And we went and that's the only time I've ever pure blacked out, right? Lucky pure, bastard. Like, I was fucked. I just remember being pure Enjoy fucked. Aye, it, it was class. Oh, some buzz, man. Allegedly. But then it ended up, I woke up my pal's house. I think it was Skelton. Give us your ass. Give us your ass. I woke up at like half nine. This is what all the boys with Blanton are like. I woke up about half nine, right, in the living room like that, and then they were all getting up. And then they kind of walked downstairs and they were all just like, right, we're going for a Brainy Sundays. And I was like, the fuck's Brainy Sundays? <laughs> And it was like they were all waiting to 10 o'clock to go to the shop and get big boats of Lambrini. Then I couldn't get CB2s, man. I was up the road, man. Fucking Brini Sundays. Were you there? When you hear Brini Sundays, ask the queue for the taxi home. Definitely. That's when you lie, right? Who's getting the gear in there? Lambrini gear Sundays. You can't uh, beat it, but no, so Hamilton Palace was 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 a place that everybody looked forward to going mm. to uh, the uh, the weekend. If you maybe had something else about yourself, you went to the tunnel, or you went to Savoy, or you went to Vicky's and Glasgow and all that. But for an easy great night out, man, the Hamilton Palace was a place to go. You'd baby change, you'd thirty somethings. Can they were all different names, and it was all based on about fucking Rod Stewart, wasn't it? Because Mr. Oh, Mortimer yeah. loves fucking Rod Stewart. But you would have the Rod Stewart in person just walking about, and all you'd the guy with the <laughs> just walking about and perform. Just no, just walking about the place. So it kept, you know. No, it was just somebody would walk about. So it was kind of fucking. Now you you go to fucking Vegas and you get fucking. We had fucking Rod Fucking Rod Stewart. Honestly, like, you're fucking mad with the Eki. Didn't know if you'd done a shine wipe your ass, and the next minute you've got fucking Rod Stewart in front of you, man. <laughs> what I mean, but there was good times, and then you had Tiger Tim and all, and a, and a, and a Thursday night you would get Tiger Tim talking about. And uh, tonight I'll see all you down at the Hamilton Palace in Lanarkshire and blah. And you see Tiger Tim coming in with the fucking bouncers at either uh, end, starting to set at fucking half past nine or ten o'clock or whatever. It was just a different fucking, it was a different vibe think, back then, George, man. George Bowie, does a, did a hang in there or not? Was he, 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 he probably so, would be, aye. 
Right. Invest that 401k into the hedge fund, right? And then see the hedge fund, just lowball the fuck out of that, right? Just do it, just get it, and then buy it for 600, and then sell it for 450, right? Just days your tail, right? Two seconds. Listen, you don't know what you're talking about, mate. I'm investing. Aye, but you know the best way to start investing? I've still not signed up. Have you not? No. Oh my God. He's not signed up for Investor Watch UK. The premium investor service in the UK. In the world. In the world. In the galaxy. The known universe. In the known universe. And that's actually, tri- go and check that out. Um, TripAdvisor, I was going to say, it's, no, it's Trustpilot. Aye. I always check get them mixed up. Trade. So, check a trade. Aye. No, it's no. But it is the best way to start investing, guys. So, if you do want to get involved with the crypto, if you if you actually want to know what you're talking about instead of just like saying mad buzzwords and that, no, at me. Don't don't follow this guy. Don't be get, this guy. Get on to Investor Watch UK. Um, obviously they're involved in the giveaway. You're getting a year's worth uh, of Investor Watch, which is four hundred and ninety pound. So get at the description. Get the giveaway details. But as normal, if you don't want to join the giveaway, which is bizarre, Aye, I don't know why they would freak. <laughs> Absolute freaking nature. But um, besides that, if you don't want to get involved in the giveaway, you can get a month free. Um, so go to the description, try them out. You'll get added to their Telegram group. They've got. So the big dogs. It's the big it? dogs. It's the big dogs in this city, baby. Roof! <laughs> so get involved, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Are you up to the weekend, mate? Not much. Evan. Evan. What are you doing there? Oh, I thought I was getting my hair cut there. Oh, fuck. At Miles and Co. Barbers. Miles and Co. Barbers. Wow, pick it out. Listen, 261 Byers Road, you know that's where we go to get our feeds. And it's the best in the business. I go to young Campbell, as I said, the most gentle hands uh, in the West End. Campbell. Ra- Ryan's hands are a wee bit rougher, but they're still a pristine cut. Worky horns. Worky horns. Aye, a man. But I mean. you like that. Sometimes it's good. To have the worky on sometimes depends what day of the week it is you're getting your hair cut. But I, as we always say, Miles and Co, the best about in the heart of the West End, baby. Um, go down there if you want to get your fade. And also, if you want a baldy or a mohawk or the mullet, the mullet's back in. Have oh, you seen yeah, that? Aye, it is definitely. Strangely, after we were rating mullets on. I know. Uh, I know. Hmm. So it's obviously everybody in the world's watched a deep fried. And then. They've seen the mullets. Aye. And then they've. St- just went and got one. But if you do want a mother, the best place to go is Miles and Co. So get down there. And as always, mention Riley's Gaff when you're booting either through the Booksy app, when you're phoning, when you walk in, however you want to book your appointment, mention Riley's Gaff and you'll get money off your haircut. Just like that. Boom. If you go in with it written on your chest and lipstick, Aye. you'll get, I think the, the, main, the, the best thing we can offer them is a free haircut. But I would suggest getting two if you do that. If So, aye, the forehead, right on the forehead of a marker, Riley's gaff, one free haircut. Coming topless in the middle of December, we, Riley's gaff, rope with lipstick across your, um, your um, what do you call that? Chest. Your pictorials. <laughs> your pictorials. And, uh, yeah, you'll get a, a year's free haircut. <laughs> <laughs> you probably won't, but please do it. It'll be somewhere. Tell you what. Here's the deal. Here's what we can really offer. If you've got any Miles and Kobe Riley's gaff wrote in your head, we will get a picture of you and frame it and it will go up behind us. You'll be immortalised. Think about that. So, uh, How are we going to get a picture of that? We will... We'll sort it. We'll, it can sit here, right in between us, man. 
we'll just take it. We'll play it by ear, right? So, aye, there you go. There's my promise to you. So, if you, I know there's been a few comments. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yet to see any action, guys. So get involved, and uh, as always, make sure you mention us when you're getting your haircut, and you'll get money off. So, cheers, guys. Oh, how good was holiday? What one? What one the was one that? Me and you went to to oh, in that little village in Austria. Ah, it was. Ah, it was beautiful. Ah, it was really good, and obviously. We've got a picture here. Um, this was my this is my log cabin in Austria, mm-hmm. um, bought by Collection Twenty Six. Gave it to me, and then they made a wee T-shirt with it. So we went skiing, and that it was Aye. good. Mind, mind, we were sitting down there with that old guy, and he ta- he taught you how to milk a cow blindfolded. Aye, that was, that good, was wasn't cool. It? Wasn't Aye, it? it was weird. Uh, they made me drink it with pasteurised, and it was wild and all that. that. That's weird, did it? Nothing uh, like milk. Aye, so new collection twenty six guys. We've obviously got the Jamie's Holiday Home inspired T-shirt here. We've got obviously. Something here, but it's, it's that was that was Evan skiing. Oh, is it skiing? And us. That was me skiing at, uh, at Jamie's log cabin. Um, me, Jamie, and uh, old uh, what's his name, Joseph? Or Joseph Stewart. Joseph Stewart, mm-hmm. the Austrian guy, Joseph Stewart. <laughs> that was his name, right? It would be something like Joseph. Heinz, I was going to say Fritzel, but <laughs> Joseph. It Fritzel. wasn't Joseph Fritzel. Was. He's away. He's locked away forever. Thankfully. But I get on to Collection 26, all their new stuff's out, this stuff, you, I'll be honest, 100% honest, look me dead in the eye here, my favourite hoodie, my favourite one, no, I love is. this, like, colour, I don't know why, what colour would you say this is, a forest green? Forest green, no, forest green. a pine green. Pine green, that's it, the other pine one's green. sort of forest green, but get involved guys, and as always, saving you money, saving you dollars, at the checkout, Riley's gaff, code... R E I L L Y S G A F F. Is that right? Is yeah. that right? That was really fast. He's really good at that. If now. you can't spell Riley's gaff, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's it literally wrote fucking everywhere below the video. So we oh. don't need to spell it out for you. Yeah, it's up there. I, I don't think it is, actually. That <laughs> is. Joseph, it is up there. I don't think it is. So, aye, check out code Riley's gaff. Um, you'll get 10% off your order. Coming up to Christmas, get a loved one, a Collection 26 hoodie. What a better gift. Cheers. Cheers. I think he did for a wee while. But she, she obviously just gone past the palace now. I was wondering, because obviously we know you're on a stage and now everybody knows it. It's, How's that? It's well, oh, come on, TikTok, baby. Uh, <laughs> but I was wondering, I was wondering what, so like, see if like you kind of leaving school or the football and all that, was there any jobs you had in between that? that, you, that, you, that you so fucking... I'm going to, I'll give you it what's and all, right? Aye. So, football, I was going to be a football player. My, football, my life was mapped out being a football player. Played for Scotland, captained my fucking every team, every level that I played, I captained the, the, the teams. Had a great fucking, I had a, a great upbringing being a football player. That's all I was going to be. Then all of a sudden, the buzz dropped, didn't they, man? Where's the that? buzz fucking dropped, and attitude <laughs> fucking kicks in. It? So the buzz dropped, and attitude kicks in, and you think you're the fucking man, and then you see all your mates doing what they doing, and you don't want to be this born bastard that doesn't drink, doesn't enjoy yourself, doesn't take CB2s or CBTs <laughs> or have fucking Lambrini Sundays. Everybody's enjoying yourself, you're drinking water, and you go, do you know what? Fuck it. I want to enjoy myself. So thereafter, that, that's when life fucking kicked in for me, to be fair. Didn't you know, didn't have any skills. Then he was a shy boy, couldn't mm. he fucking talk to anybody because all I was was a football player. Or when I get mad with it, sorry, when I enjoyed myself at the <laughs> weekend, you maybe had a wee bit of personality because you maybe had something dropped in your fucking drink or whatever. <laughs> and um, that gave you your personality through the weekend. And then fucking the real world kicked in. No job, unemployed, nobody wanted to be running about you. You were just one of your daft mates, you're modern, they fucking even like you. You were fucked out the house. And you had to then go and make a fucking life for yourself. So it was either 
a life of crime or it was a life of fucking digging yourself out something to go and be somebody and fucking having to grow up essentially so I was maybe 20 year old 21 year old and I had to grow up because I'd fucked it yeah. attitude absolutely fucked it um, but I wouldn't change a thing because I had some hard hard fucking lessons um, no proud of some of the things that I've done I'll no say some of the things that I've done no proud of some of the places that I've been because uh, because of what I've done I had to go and fucking experience these different things but it made me the person who I'm the fucking day. So, by pure chance, I worked in a, a, a dairy, I fucking, I put fucking milk into fucking carts and fucking stacking fucking milk. I worked in um, warehouses as well. The warehouse job that I had Sainsbury's up in East Kilbride was probably one of the best. Still a daft young boy. By this point, I was on the Wheel of Fortune. So, the Wheel of Fortune kind of changed quite a lot about right. me, to be honest with you. Um, one of my mates, who was a, who was a personal trainer for Green's Gym, it was Gary Jacobs' gym doing in Shawlands. Um, Robert Gonzalez, his name was, was a personal trailer, trainer, and I got on quite well with Robert. Used to go to the gym, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you send in a couple of photos to this uh, agency? It was called the Look Agency in Glasgow, and it was Fiona Black. So I sent in a couple of fucking mad photos. Then I got a phone call two weeks later. We've got a casting for you. Come in and speak to us, and we'll take some photographs, and we'll get your fucking CV put together and all that kind of carry on daffy boy just a fucking other opportunity to go and make a fucking hundred pound or twenty pound or whatever maybe so i went and spoke to fiona black they done me fucking wonders put a great cv uh the together for us and then they, they started putting me out for different um jobs out there quite quickly when i was in it i got a phone call saying listen we've got a cast and didn't you know what the fuck it was didn't you know what the fucking show was going to be at this point? We've got a casting for you at STV. Can you be there at half past one? You're going to meet this person, that person, that person. Take this type of clothes, that fucking kind of fat wear, and this is what they're going to expect you to do. So they kind of prepped you ever so slightly. So I went, and it was something quite like this. You stood in front of a camera, and they would say something dafty, and you had to go and react to it. And then they would tell you, go and do something else, and you had to go and react it to the camera. Mm-hmm. I was just being myself, you know what I mean? Didn't know if it was right or whether it was fucking wrong. I got a phone call a week later. I scored my... I didn't, at this point, I didn't even know what the fucking gig was for. I got a phone call a week later saying, you've just won a three-month contract to work on the game show, The Wheel of Fortune. Exactly. So I didn't know what the fucking job was going to be at this point. And then they started sending out the contract. The prize guy. Oh, the fuck's a fucking prize guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking prize guy in The Wheel of Fortune, man. So I started watching some of the old programmes and all that. You had fucking Mark Drysdale and all these guys that I knew because I, I then started to work with them at this point. Fucking doing my things in front of fucking fridges and fucking aye, microwaves aye, and all that shit. Aye. All that kind, kind of fucking hang, shit, man. You were a fanny. <laughs> and, uh, but I was probably one of the best fannies on it, man. Um, so the, I, would, I went on it. And other guys that were working with, Winston, the guy's name was Winston, was some fucking right beautiful looking fucking Swedish guy that was on it as well. Yeah. Boring as fuck the fella was, man. <laughs> Absolutely fuck all between his ears. But it was a right fucking handsome fucking guy, you know what I mean? And then this other guy, Mehdi, his name is. So there was the, there was the fouries. Me, Winston, this fucking Swedish fucking model guy, proper <laughs> fucking model, he was beautiful. And then Mehdi, and all Mehdi's a good guy for Edinburgh. No spoke to Mehdi for a, for a wee while, but he's like us, he's just a fucking proper boy. And they were all doing their own thing, fucking, this is a fucking microwave and all that. <laughs> I started to get a wee bit of swagger, man, didn't I? Fucking keep you up with the fucking oranges and the fucking, the melons and all that. Fucking hot melons up here, you know, that kind of stuff. So they quite liked it. So I was de- being quite cheeky with all the kind of things. Um, and all that, right, 
that's how because they started to get a good reaction to Alan the prize guy and they right. were getting good reports and all that came back about Alan the fucking prize guy and um, I was on it for four years so my four years that I was on it was with John Leslie and Jenny Pill so for three years of the four years I was working with, with they two and then with the lassie Terry Seymour and Mark, can't remember the other wee guy's name, he was fucking a nothing anyway, you done one season, <laughs> it, it was fucking hopeless, man, yeah, Mark, you were, show, Mark, you man, you were fucking hopeless, Mark, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reunion. Oh, Mark, how you doing here, you were fucking hopeless. <laughs> so it was Terry Seymour, Terry Seymour at that point, um, and we didn't know that this wee guy that was floating about this last year, if, you, if anybody Googles Jenny Powell and Terry Seymour, they're quite similar looking lassies, but Terry had a kind of Marge Simpson type voice. Yeah. She had that kind of hi, 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 man, fucking Jack and Victor, <laughs> man, <laughs> fucking tune the fucking. Uh, um, <laughs> so she wasn't really good on the camera, but she looked absolutely fucking beautiful. But there was this wee kind of Ponce guy always poncing around about her at this point, <laughs> always fucking, and it was the it was her agent at this time, and it was a right fucking tiny wee fucking. Ponce a fucking looking guy, man, and had one of these fucking accents and voices that went right through your head. Punchable, can't honestly, man. He <laughs> was always just hovering about the rap parties and all that kind of care on with this fucking Ponce wee guy for fucking Hertfordshire or whatever his name is. Always run about her, and it was our agent at this point. The agent only turned out to be fucking Simon Bastard and Cowell. Oh, Simon, because she before Simon Cowell became Simon Cowell on Pop Idol, aye, I think aye, it was. Aye, aye. He was always involved in the, the, the entertainment. Just a wee fucking ponce, man. <laughs> Simon, you might have made 42 million last year, but see, back then you were a wee prick. You were nothing, <laughs> You were fucking nothing, son, until you came on the Wheel of Fortune. But um, aye, he would always be running about her. But then she became his boyfriend type thing, right. though, but oh, then became an item. Aye. Terry ended up going out to fucking America as part of American Idol and blah, blah, blah. She stays on America now. He bought her a fucking seven million pound fucking house out in LA, he's living a fucking up. life. No, no. fuck. Shags everything we Simon, didn't he, man? He's a lad. He's a, he was a ponce back then, but uh, you're a fucking lad, son, <laughs> that's for sure. But you just didn't know these people that we, you were going about, you know what I mean? So when you've seen this wee guy and it was just a fucking trampy looking Cuban heels, you know what I mean? He used to wear Aye. the black suit and the fucking white shirt and the Cuban heels and that. It was a tiny, tiny total. TV guy, but it kind of fucking blows your mind when you're running about all these characters as well. So for the Wheel of Fortune, because it was quite recognisable and quite no well known, I'm not going to say I was well known for the Wheel of Fortune, but now you started to get me production people and producers, executives and stuff within the TV industry that they were then starting to put your name forward for different things and different Aye. pieces and stuff. So I was working, I was working in the warehouse up in East Kilbride during the course of a night. I was fucking getting in at 6 o'clock in the morning, waking up at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and going work on the Wheel of Fortune to 8 o'clock at night and get back into the fucking warehouse then at that point. I, I don't know if, this is, like, if you can ask that, but is it good money doing that Wheel of Fortune? Wheel of Fortune? Aye. Back then, it was really, really good money. For somebody like me, it was really, really good money. We get royalties and stuff as well. In fact, Challenge TV, I've got good relationships with people doing Challenge TV as right. well. Um, we still get paid a wee bit off the back of which still goes running and stuff as, as well. So it was good... And that was when I fucking popped my cherry, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the Wheel of Fortune then brought out the character that was fucking within. Is that confidence building up? Confidence, mate. Uh. That's exactly it. And I'll tell you one of the stories. I was in the spy bar. Spy, spy bar. I had a spy bar down in fucking Glasgow one night. It was a rap party. 
Rat party is end Aye. of fucking end of the shows, end of the production, end of the run. The dog going to have an absolute blast. Yeah. STV paid for fucking everybody like the crew. Every fucking Aye. man, we all get involved for the people that fucking iron your shirt to the fucking the, the tote one the tote woman and Mason Taylor Ferguson. Everybody, everybody that was involved with the show was going to just get fucking rat ass, man. Mm. You would start off in the studios and then you would go to the event where it was all kind of fucking sectioned after us and stuff. So I'm in the sky bar. And I'm with a couple of runners and all that kind of shit because I'm still quite a shy boy at this point, finding my boys. I started rope at that point. <laughs> Big John's how Hodden Council. John's six foot fucking five. Big imposing lad. Just a pure boy. John's probably one of the best guys I've ever met in my life. Fucking fit by daft. Big daft goalkeeper. Good goalkeeper as yeah. well. Hibs fucking mental, so he is. And he's just talking about it. He always called me, you're my right, my, my right winger, my right winger, my right winger. But that's for different reasons and I'll not go into that. <laughs> <coughs> Dude, we were at this rap party one day, uh, one night, and it was a sky bar down in fucking Glasgow. So Big John's out there with his crowd of 12 people running about him. I'm with the wee runners and all that kind of care. And, but you can see people are looking and watching and all that kind of shit. So I, I've caught this group of three or four lassies, it was, and they were standing out there and they were fucking... Now that way you just catch somebody's eye, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You think you're fucking... You're in, didn't you, because you catch somebody's aye. eye. So this thing's fucking burning her eyes down the back of me. I fucking turned around, caught her eyes. Smiling, I don't know that kind of shit, you know. <laughs> boys, boys have dropped in the spy bar. No, no, then, no. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. She wouldn't get anywhere near me then. Um, so she's come out and she's like, I know you face somewhere, there is it? I know you face. So I'm trying to play everything doing it at this point because we're all there. John fucking Leslie there. Jenny Pills fucking there talking to Anne Mason, the producer, and Stuart and all that kind of shit, talking fucking property and all that pish. And uh, big man's been big John and I'm fucking trying to mingle in as best as I possible. Oh, I don't know, pal. Do you come in here alone? No, I fucking social actresses, maybe. It's Victoria's or something. I fucking go to Cafe Cine in the tunnel. Maybe it's the fucking one of the nightclubs or stuff. Nah, nah, nah. It's not there. So she would walk out to her pals again, having a blather, fucking a wee drink, and talking away. Next minute, fucking five minutes later, fucking know your face for somebody. How do I know your face? Haven't they got a clue? Hen? Haven't they got a fucking clue? It must be for Vicky's or the Savoy. Do you go to the Savoy? I, I go to the Savoy. I fucking probably get after your sister or something in the Cafe Cine. <laughs> fucking bumped into you. This no, it's definitely not there. So she's walked back here. She's clocked Big John. I can see her clocking John, and then she's fucking clocked me. And then I can see them all fucking talking away. And then she would look at her again. And then they would talk away, and next minute she swaggered out at me. I know where I know you, fi. And I was like, I don't know you, hen. But I tell you before, it must be for one of the clubs or the pubs or some fucking thing. Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> big Wheel of Fortune. That's <laughs> right. I want the Wheel of Fortune. There's a big man over there. You know that gangster shit. There's a big man over <laughs> there. Aye, aye. I worked in the Wheel of Fortune. You're that guy that does the prizes, aren't you? I was like, fucking, that's me. That I am, Alan. I'm the main man, Alan, the prize guy. She's like, I cannot fucking believe it. <laughs> so she's got a big fucking cheesy fucking grin on her. Cannot believe it. Cannot believe it. And she's like, it's him. It's fucking him. <laughs> so I think I'm in at this point because she's fucking decent looking and all that. Know what I mean? It's fucking him. She's shouting. She's turned around to me. I've always wanted to meet you, she says. And I was like, fucking bang on. Now you've met me. I was like, how are you doing on that? She's like, no, I just wanted to say something to you. I was like, what is it? I think you're an absolute fucking funny baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I played the role for fucking ten minutes. I was up there for fucking. Oh, I was up there and then fucking booted the boys. Fucking. Was like, oh my god. Oh, fucking always <laughs> wanted. You're a fucking funny by oh, the way. Geez. But you know what? She wasn't around because I did make a bit of a titty myself. So but you that, know what? It's all good. 
Was that the first time you were recognised then? Oh no, I used to get because I'm a blander boy, everybody knew you know, locally ah, and that shit. Yeah, you go yeah, to the Hamlet yeah. Palace, ah. so there's that fucking pussy and all that kind of shit. So you're always <laughs> ended up fighting and all that shit, not oh, really, hundred percent. You're always rolling about because everybody thought you were a fan or a pussy or something. Even at the Fitba, when I started playing when I was back playing junior Fitba, oh there's that pussy half the fucking wheel of fortune, there's that prick and all that. So see your first challenge with somebody, it's that <laughs> you went through the fuckers and all that kind know. of shit. So you were fucking you were always Proving that you, yourself, uh, you were not a fucking fan, you know what I mean? Do you think as well, like, see for that, like, you were, ju you really were just on the telly doing a fucking job holding prizes, right? But do you think it's a Scottish thing, like, they see somebody on the telly or something like that? He's a fanny because like, uh, he thinks he's big time. Look at him on the telly. You did yourself. We all did, didn't we, man? I did it myself. Nah, fucking fanny, man. He's a prick. But I, I, I think a it's a Scottish thing. It? He's full of himself. He's a. You know what? See, half the time, I tell you, fucking one of my stories for, for the Fitba. Now, I'm a tribal boy. See, if I'm playing with you, I'm all in. I'm fighting everybody. We're taking everybody out. We're fucking intimidating. We're bullying everybody. We're going to do what we want to do to win a fucking game of Fitba. So you hate it, whoever you were playing against. So if you were part of that crew, that was your 18 boys. You did other's backs somebody get done everybody was in about it you get fucking you went through somebody people were on top of you all your mates were on top of you so i always had that reputation in the junior game that i wasn't really fucking liked mm -hmm. because i was a bit of a, a bastard a ned, ned bully over the top prick pussy <laughs> off the telly and um People didn't like you just because of your particular personality and because how you held yourself, because the way you looked and all that Aye. kind of carry on, you know what I mean? And then see once they get to know you, because we all used to go out and socialise with each other after the, or we'd bump into each other out in Glasgow or whatever. Ah, I thought you were this and that and fucking, you're actually all right, but you still had that element within the Fitba, still quite tribal, still guys that you wouldn't socialise with, you wouldn't be running about and you always still fucking quite hated them. Aye. Hate it was a big fucking word. So there was myself and this particular group of fucking boys from Glasgow and they won't mind me talking about it as well because we're the best of fucking mates now, but we absolutely fucking kill each other. I hated them. He was a fucking prick. Every time we were... So you played against him at football? Aye, so football. This was junior, this was, well, this would... Any fucking team that I played, oh, but there's really? always a particular group right. of fucking players. It was St. Rocks. Right, oh, right. The, Rock. the, the Rock Boys and it was uh, David Gregg's team at this point the Gaffer Gaffer was my, my manager later on and this is how it all came out, how it all came about but when we didn't know each other we didn't socialise with each other we went out and played football when we wanted to fucking win so we would kill each other we'd nip each other we'd punch each other we'd stick the heat in each other we'd get away with things that you wouldn't get normally away with we'd done things at fucking football games that people wouldn't even fucking dream about doing because you'd done what you wanted to do to win a fucking game of football so we would not fuck each other for 90 fucking minutes or 95 minutes or 100 fucking minutes on the park but the rock boys they could always horn all their cell these yeah, boys man on, they you put one on them definitely was another two or three and got to put fucking one back Aye. on you so you had to hold your own grin with these guys um terry hewitt terry hewitt is one of my best mates in fucking football now we didn't like each other i mean big terry he was a prick i was a fucking fanny <laughs> whenever he would come up to that corner I would be the man Martin and we'd be elbowing each other, punching each other, nipping each other, I'd be fucking biting them, sticking the heat in each other's fault. That's how it rolled, that's how junior football was. Then, and that's how you get fucking, that's how you were brought up and you were toughened up and stuff. 
but we knocked utter fuck each other. So Davy Gregg took her Blanter Vicks when I was at the twilight in my career. I managed Blanter Vicks and I didn't want to manage anymore because I was putting too much money into the fucking team and I wasn't getting much back out it. It was all bravado for me then. I'm a Blanter boy. I want to have the best team. I want to, play. Ah, yeah, I want yeah, to fucking yeah. pay players and blah, blah, blah and bring them on. And um, I decided at that point I wanted to play football uh, and I started playing for the, the team again. So at that point, they interviewed guys. Uh, it was a fucking St. Rock's manager that they brought in, man. Couldn't have worked out any worse for me at that point. I thought, Davy Gregg, we've just announced Alan that Davy Shields, I never got caught down, it's always Shields. Shields, Davy Gregg's coming in with the, the rock um, and he's clearing out quite a lot of the fucking team. Mm-hmm. Right, no, any bother. So the gaffer, gaffer came in, right, Shields, fucking like your personality, like the way you go to your, bo- your business. Some of the boys that are going to be here are going to work and play for me because you're here, because you're a bit of an influence in the team and all that kind of care. I up, don't get any bother after me, you just want to play for that, but I want to enjoy myself. I'll run through a fucking brick wall for you. Didn't like you previously, didn't know who you were previously, but you're my manager now, you've got my respect and I'll fuck, because I'm a tribal boy, if you're aye, my aye. team, I'm going to run through a fucking wall for you. I no bother, I was warned about you anyway, you're a fucking problem player and this and that, and I thought to myself, never been a problem player for any, but there was other people's perception of me because I was playing against them. I watch it for you and fucking this and that, but listen, you play for me on a Saturday and you play well, you play every fucking week, no bother, so I asked for just a fair shot at it. So we started bringing in some of the other boys for St. Rocks, and some of them were kind of fucking neutral boys. They were bang on, they were fine. And you would go on with them, ah, you didn't you have a laugh in a Cairo? You know, it's like boys changing Aye. rooms, man. We have a laugh in a Cairo and a Aye. bit of banter. I'm always that cunt that's going to have a laugh in a Cairo on. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Do something spontaneous to fucking fall places and fucking ruptures, you know what I mean? So I'm that type of character. So we started taking on with them. But then he started to bring in one or two of the boys that were possibly... The ones that I didn't like, the boys that I was fucking hate it, but likewise they hated me as well. So I could fucking see there was four or five of them, and they're all talking to the gaffer. And the, so we just finished training, so they'd come down for the rocks to have fucking talks with the gaffer about their signing terms and all that yeah. kind of care on. So I've walked out and I've stood and I've looked at her, and I could see them all fucking looking at me as well, and I could see them all talking and looking at her every fucking two minutes. And I know it wasn't a good converse. You just know it wasn't a good. Con- <laughs> that fucking prick. What's happening? That prick man. Is that prick Stein? I'm no fuck. And that's the tone of the conversation. If that prick's fucking playing here, I'm not coming to play for your team. If that fucking prick's here, blah 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 blah. See one of the first games that we all played together. I went through one of them. I went through fucking two of them. I went through three fucking players who we were playing against. See, before I knew it, see all the boys that fucking didn't like us. Aye. We were all fucking formed part of a team then. Aye. We became a fucking team of boys that people didn't want to fucking mess with. The boys then went, went on to win the league, leagues, Aye. cups and all that kind of care on. My best mates that I've ever fucking had in junior football were the guys that I fucking hated it's previously. The week you hear this, week you hear this one. So it came to a point where... I probably didn't fit in at Blanter Vicks at the point because of how Davey wanted, the gaffer wanted his team to play. And uh, I was getting older as well. Great defender, but I was getting a wee bit fucking slower for how he wanted the fucking teams to, to play. So I get shunted out of Canvas Lang Rangers at the time. So it was halfway through the season. We won the fucking league that year, so we did. <laughs> and that was the difference that made us win the fucking league. And I don't mind saying that because it was fucking true. But um, one of my last games was against Blanter fucking Vicks, wasn't it, man? So I'm that type of character. I'm not saying I'm a Roy Keane type character, but I bounce off of fucking was, man. I stick the heat in the wall, punch was, punch myself, fucking shouting ball at an absolute. So I was up for this fucking game because it brought all the emotions back. But you're playing against your mates now this time. Mm. 
one of the first challenges we step at Donald, they came in through the fucking side of me. And I knew that the gaffer had says, get him riled up, you get him riled up, he's going to get fucking himself sent off. <laughs> and that was the plan of attack, and it nearly fucking happened. So we were on a fucking scuffle. Next minute, Steph's come through the side, and I've got up, I fucking put one in him. <laughs> Next minute, Big Terry, who me and him are the best of mates, loving the bits, we're still the best of mates, he's trying to hold me back. I've turned around and I fucking smashed him <laughs> my fucking beach. Shields, you mean, you're doing me, you're doing me, you fucking mates. I was like, there's no fucking mates today, but that's how you fucking. It's bad for football, doesn't it? Mean, right. yeah. But see, after it, and I remember at half time, the gaffer, Wardy's like, are you alright to get back out because we're targeting me at this point? We were beating them 2 nothing, and this was a game that we had to win because it was taking us away from the other group of fucking teams that were next to us. And if we won that game with two more games to go and win the league, I had to say, fucking the gaffer at that point. Take me fucking off because <laughs> I was getting fucking sent off <laughs> because every challenge we're going over the ball and they just want I get yellow cared at this point five minutes into the fucking game and uh, but that's just a taste of uh, you can hear the fucking passion I've got for football not me I fucking know man just stick the heat someday man didn't we sorry taking up too much no no but I just see she's even just moving away for a football like well obviously people know you as the TikTok estate agent baby the property boss the property boss. Um, how did you move away from that and get into being an estate so, agent? Uh, through the time of telly, blah, 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 sales jobs. Um, I've sold, I sold advertising. I sold advertising for a newspaper called the Clyde Weekly Press that was the Paisley Gazette, the Johnston and fucking Eldersley, fucking whatever it was in the Borheed News. So I would go chap your doors and ask you businesses, what advertise? Oh, I'm going to make you a fucking fortune, blah, blah, blah. And at this point, I had good conversational skills. I wasn't that daft, shy wee boy anymore. I could talk a wee bit. It was always hairdressers I targeted, man. <laughs> hairdressers and beauticians and all that <laughs> kind of shit. All right, and how you doing? <laughs> fucking, this is a good gaff you've got here, and I want to advertise. I'll bring fucking so many people through your door. <clears throat> so then, the, at this point in time, I was a wet, a, a wee guy that came from fucking stupid random jobs. I did my first sales job, that would have been. But the director of the company at that point, I didn't realise who he was. So I'll get back to him in a wee minute. So there was like three other experienced salespeople. And because you're the new boy in town, nobody wanted to give you fucking anything. That you, were, you, you weren't you liked. You were sales environment, my rod, dirty, greedy bastards yeah, in a yeah. sales environment, man. <clears throat> and you don't have your names on top of the, with the whiteboard and how much income you were bringing in and all that shit. So... Uh, the first month I'd done no too bad it wasn't great but I'm a competitive fucker you know what I mean that sports bit in you wants to fucking be the best mm. or wants to do better so I would notice these other two cunts and I would listen to what they were talking about what they were saying and they didn't go to the office too much but me Jack the lad I was out fucking out with the fucking good shoes off polished and all that fucking talking to the bird sink I was a man bringing in a couple of bob but I noticed that these guys never went fucking anywhere they were just on the phone constant boom so I was tuned into this straight away so I thought fuck it I'm going to start phoning random fucking hairdressers I'll come out and see you blah 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 around going chatting fucking doors <clears throat> so it got to the point where I had good conversational skills with people I got on pit well with people I made people believe maybe that's what I shouldn't say because maybe that's I know I made people believe what I was telling them was a good fucking thing, aye. but I believed in exactly the same thing aye, as well, aye. which was good for them. So they bought into what I was telling them, and they bought into my energy, and they bought into how we were going to fucking build their business up. Mm -hmm. It was just a pile of fucking pony, to be honest, aye. but it was good fucking experience selling, cold mm -hmm. call selling. And I started to see myself, after three, four months, doing more money than the rest of these fuckers that were in the office for a fucking few years, you know what I mean? 
but this commercial director at the time, he was keeping an eye on everything that was growing. Fucking, he was well aware of everything, <clears throat> and he quite liked my chat. I was always quite awkward because I, I was always quite awkward running about people with authority or positions because you all, you're Blanter, Daft Blanter, wee boy. I even still say Daft Blanter, wee boy. You still feel uneasy running about people within a position. But he would always be kind of looking over, listening into what I was doing, and unknown to me at that point. He quite liked me as a person, to be fair. And unknown to me, he was the managing director of Slater Hogg and Howison <clears throat> before he became this commercial director for this newspaper firm. So I left this company after fucking six months and I went to sell motors at Arnold Clark down the Polly Road, Vauxhall site, and I'd done quite well making a fucking shitload of money, chasing money. I was always chasing the fucking money at this point. I got a taste for money, right. so I started fucking chasing the money at this point. And then car sales, you'd sit down with you for two minutes, I would deal with you, tap you in the arse, you'd go and somebody else would come in. It was a fast-paced environment, but you made decent dough, man. The good salesmen were fucking walking about with the fucking designer suits and this and that next thing. And I loved that fucking lifestyle. I loved the flashiness, and I loved the fact that there was money to be made if you wanted to be a busy bastard. So I was a busy bastard. The thing with sales is as well, which is probably <coughs> good for you, is like that competitive competitiveness in you is like however well you can do, however much money you'll make. Aye. Whereas compared to like say you're working in well, something else, <coughs> it's like just an early rate. Doesn't matter what you do. Whereas that is like however hard you work is how much you'll so get. I'm going to spin this at some point somewhere in the conversation to how that I operate now. Then when you're younger, you're chasing money, 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 money. Suits, suits, suits. Clays, clays, clays. Fucking looking the bollocks. Going out fucking chasing skirt. You're fucking going to the best clubs, pubs, dress, blah, blah, blah. You were chasing that kind of fantasy fucking life. But you weren't really getting Champagne anywhere. You, ah, you were just fucking chasing a fucking uh, a, a, a lifestyle to, to speak. So I was in that I was in that car sales environment for only six seven months. The big fella came down and knew where I went because I left them and I told them that I was going down to Arnold Clark and Polly Road because they weren't paying me enough money and they weren't wanting to give me enough money at that point. I was going to go and make a fortune selling votes for Arnold Clark. <laughs> Michael, he's like, right, okay, you go with my blessing and all this kind of carrying. But unknown to me, I knew I didn't know that he was going to come back for me. So I I was uh, fucking pulling in motors or something for one day and I could see this big blonde guy fucking walking down the street with this woman Michael up Michael's from Roman Road and bears down my alley you yeah, rascal dude. that's what you're speaking <laughs> of oh, you rascal what are you up to now <laughs> fucking selling motors Michael yeah I can see you're selling cars now you're enjoying it I thought, you know what, I, I like it, I like the money, fucking seven days a week, so you're working long hours, right, you, you rascal, <laughs> you know, I'm working long hours, seven days a week, I work six days a week, but normally I'm out fucking back in again in my day after, put motors out, blah, blah, hmm, there's an opportunity for you if you wish to speak with me, and I was like, what you want to, I've left the, the it, it left the newspaper firm, mm. he went back as the main man of Slater Hogan House, and, and um, there was a position there for me if I wanted it. Didn't really fucking show any great interest. I phoned me, I was like, I give a phone and I'll talk to you. Sure enough, the the woman that was with me at this time, Don Warnock, her name was. Um, Don Warnock is a, a very wealthy lady locally within Lanarkshire, sold Dobies, her and her husband David, for thirteen million pounds to Pike Valley. Aye, so they sold, I can't remember the name of the place, but she was the area director for Slater Hogg in Lanarkshire at that point. So that was a kind of introduction between me and them. Lo and behold, cut a long story short, they offered me a position, didn't really want it because it wasn't quick enough. I wasn't interested in people's fucking hussies. I didn't want to talk to you about your fucking living room oh, and your fancy new suites or your fucking kitchen that you've just got and how many bedrooms. I was brought up in a council house that fucking, you're lucky to have your fucking toilet in the fucking in the house, you <laughs> know what I mean? So I wasn't, it wasn't my background, wasn't it for me? But he sold me the dream and when I seen these people driving their Jaguar, 
thank you for cars and the big fancy motors and yeah we're going to fucking Malaysia for holidays and I <laughs> fucking went to Butlins for my fucking holiday <laughs> take my first fucking acid tablet in Butlins yes. man know what I mean so um, for me I kind of quite liked what this was all about but you know what got me Monday to Friday and I could make the same fucking money as these guys uh, mm-hmm. still went into the job absolutely fucking hating it so they sold me the dream that you're a Lanarkshire boy, Alan. You're going to be working at the Hamilton office, Alan, and mm-hmm. we're going to be setting you up as a, um, a value within that position, within that office, Alan, and you're going to have a great career within this company, progression, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I started with them. I got a fucking Corsa, fucking five-door motor, and I get talked to fucking hot-footed doing it. Airshire, man. <laughs> I was fucking spitting teeth, fucking shouting, spitting at the window, the full shoot match. I didn't want to do this fucking job. I just left a fucking nice job, driving fucking decent motors, Ram Clark, making very, very good fucking money and here I'm driving a fucking Corsair motor driving wide into fucking Ayrshire and I told it was going to be fucking Hamilton I was I then became an office fucking junior I was a 24 year old oh, fucking answering no fucking phones fucking making cups of tea for everybody uh. and I remember the first time the last year Linda Shearer she's part of Corum now Linda Shearer I'd be sitting there I was nervous as fuck because you'd hear the phones going like fucking everybody's on the phone fucking three bedroom detached blah 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 £400,000 and, and I'm this wee guy that's no got a fucking I'm, I'm a fish out of fucking water and I can remember Linda shouting to me because the phones were going like fuck my phone was going like fuck Alan, will you just answer that fucking? So they see that posh marbles in their mouth, fucking ah, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slater Hogan Harrison, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan, <laughs> you want to answer that fucking phone? So I'm like, hello, Alan, fucking. It was just nervous. It was, fuck, it was out your comfort zone. Aye, but you know what? I found that I went out and I had my energy when I spoke to somebody. My first two I went out to, it was a one bedroom fucking flat in Racecourse Road down in Ayrshire and it was worth about 42 fucking thousand pound at that point. The guy had seven other estate agents out. All the fucking other estate agents, the six other estate agents gave him five minutes of their time. He told them there was going to be somewhere between 35 grand and 40,000 pound for the house and they fucked off. I sat down and I presented this guy what I was going to do to make him forty-five to fifty thousand pounds, and I was took an interest in his property, and whether I was interested or not, and I still, I still do this to this day. I'll go with my clipboard and I'll map doing everything about what the person's done with the house, blah, blah, blah. What I took out of that was with that conversation, the guy phoned me up the very next day and says, I'm giving you the house mm-hmm. because I was enthusiastic about his wee one-bedroom fucking yeah. flat. Which I didn't even, I had a fucking, I had a council flat at this point. So for me, this was all brown, it was on you. But see, because I enthused about his one bedroom flat and all these other fannies that walked in, wherein gave him five minutes of time, told him it'd be 35 to 40,000 pounds. But I spoke about, I'm going to do this, we're going to have a strategy, I'm going to get this through your door. I sold him the fucking dream and he's we one bedroom flat. So see that, that, that first appointment. That's always stuck with me in every single house I go into. And I've sold houses at 30,000, 19,000 pounds. I've sold houses at a million pounds, a million fucking four. Every house I go into, I go in the same attitude with that first property that I'm into because that one person's fucking 30 grand house or 500 grand house, it's Aye. their castle. No, I mean? They're not doing it every day. No, I mean, so now I've turned to it around about that I am the most positively reviewed estate agent in Great fucking Britain. It's all there, it's all verified. You can go and fucking see it. Writing. I talk and fucking LinkedIn about this as well. Nobody will fucking deny it. I am the man because nobody does what I do. So now I don't chase money. I chase service. Aye. So if I fucking chase you and I give you an ultimate service, I'm then going to ask you for a trust pilot review. You're going to say Alan's a rock star fucking estate agent. But see, because <laughs> I've done what I've done with you and I've made you feel special, but I've also guaranteed that I'm going to get you the best price and I've got you 20, 30, 40 grand more than any cunt else. Sorry for using the word cunt, but I've got you fucking more than any cunt else. 
then you're going to enthuse and you're going to tell everybody about Alan Shields, Alan Shields. Right. So I say to everybody now when I go and speak to them, don't chase the money. Whereas before I chased fucking money, never chase the money. Go and chase the service and business will look after its fucking self. Aye, Fuck, I've had to fucking buy a house right now. <laughs> I know, I know. Have you got any? Do I get any? Fuck's sake, I've just got another five that's just going out in the market. And I'll give you an example. Last month... Plug it, plug it. Go. So there's just me and there's... I, I talk about a team and I talk about my team. It's myself and another four people. I have my team. I'm part of somebody else's team that's a bigger group of people. When I talk about my team, I only talk about myself. Last month, we instructed 24 houses and we sold 22 of them. We'd done just under £6 million worth of sales. Friday to Saturday because I was fucking MIA for <laughs> Monday swagging fucking swa- <laughs> swigging bottles of champagne at a fucking award ceremony with my fucking tracksuit and my white t-shirt on <laughs> it took me three four days to recover which was on Friday I'd done 1.7 million pounds worth of properties for Friday to the Saturday I don't even know where we're sitting at the now I know what I'm fucking doing you know what I mean uh, but it's all about personality uh, yeah. See, I think as well, see, obviously it would be that da- we've obviously had a laugh at that, but it would be daft to have you here and no get some advice, some serious Aye. advice at least about hussies and that. So my no, audience no, my audience is probably a lot of like... Um, first time... Twi- I first time buyers and that. So what do you think are the biggest mistakes people make when they're first time buyers? At this point in time, diving into the first house that they see, man, um, they, they, they don't look at... The, the locality of the house, they see the fancy curtains, they see the nice fucking, the, the nice new carpet, the three, four grand fucking kitchen that's just been put in and it's got fancy tiles and all that. They get caught up in the moment type thing. Okay. But the amount of people, how many people that I go and speak to in six months is a year time and they don't realise that the boat in the wrong places. Aye. You've got to look at the area that you're looking to buy in. You've got to look at the local amenities within that area as well. You've got to look at the schools within that area. You need to look into if there's shared ownership within that estate that you're going to be buying in. And I mean shared ownership, whether there's going to be, need a suspect because I'm a council boy, but if there's going to be ex-local authority type um, or housing association type groups that are going to be within that development as well, know that they're downgrades, but people's perception is that they don't want to be moving or buying into that type of area. Um, you've got to be looking at where the market's sitting at, at that point in time. How much did that person buy that house for? When did they buy that house? And what's the value of that property at this point in time as well? Don't get caught up with the moment. I keep on banging on social media about hanging after next year. And what I'm... Uh, silly story, man. So I bang on about hang on to next year, hang on to next year, hang on to next year. Somebody says to me, but the market's still going to be strong. The market will be strong next year. So I always use a £100,000 property. A £100,000 property now is selling for... 120, 122, 125, 127,000 pounds. Crazy prices, man. It's no fucking worth it. That same house going into next year because there's going to be more choice of property coming onto the market. Isn't it going to be selling for 125, 127, 128,000? Well, what you've got is supply and demand. So what we've got to do is a shrink market. See, for January this year, less houses have been coming onto the market. But there's been an incessant fucking demand. No, an incessant demand for people wanting to buy property for the simple fact that Mortgages are freely available now. Um, you're getting subprime people that don't have good credit ratings getting mortgages now. So everybody's got funding available. So when people can now get mortgages, whereas before they had to go and rent, there's a demand for property now. So you've got these 20 people, 25 people, 30 people chasing after that one house. Mm-hmm. So that person that's been missing out houses for the last two, three months have been putting in 5,000. No, they've missed out 5,000 because they heard it's sold for £10,000. They'll go for £11,000, but they're still missing it because that fucking person before them bought it for £12,000 more. So now you've got this fucking inflated price, Aye. this inflated market that we're dealing with. It's an auction, with. You're isn't it? shrinking, shrinking, shrinking market. 
So everybody's chasing after that same property. See if the hot fire, they know what's going to happen going into next year. Second-hand sales markets took a massive spike this year because new build houses haven't been available. They've been building materials, have been hard to get, but when they've been building, they've not been available until March, April, May, June, July 2022. So all these houses that have got to get entry going into March, April, May and June, there's got to be the second-hand sales market properties coming on. Mm-hmm. So there at that point there's going to be more properties coming on to satisfy the demand uh, for the property at that point. So you're maybe not getting 20 people chasing after that one house. You maybe only get four or five or five or six uh, or seven or eight people chasing after that one house because there's another one fucking across the road quite similar to it mm-hmm. and it might be on a different price. So therefore, hang off and fucking buy next year. That's good man. See that's a pure good thing as well because <coughs> like, you're no pure pressuring people and they buy houses and buy them off me. No, ah, I mean, yeah. you're saying just chill with them now. No, I'm I mean? not 100%. Best service, but you know what? Can, if I can tell you, see if you're desperate to go and buy a house, go and buy a fucking house. That's, you're going to yeah. date, you're going to fucking date. Um, but really watch what you're doing. A lot of mistakes that first-time buyers will, will make is that they're growing up too quick. They want to buy that first property. They've stayed the odd weekend with their birds. They went on holiday with their girlfriends for two weeks. They go on quite well. They're riding each other every day of the week <laughs> when they go on holiday. So everyone's fucking gravy. But they've never actually lived with each other under pressure, paying bills, utilities and everything else that goes along with it. They then club their money together. Guess what? They can't get their nails done. They can't get their eyelashes done. They can't go and get your fucking like extensions done, right man. Now, you can't go out with the boys because you need to fucking pay the council tax and the gas hasn't been paid for the last three weeks. That or puts she, pressure on a relationship at that point. The shagging's that. nowhere fucking near it. You're watching her bird. You're looking at their bird and they're giving her, their, her best pal the fucking eye at this point. <laughs> so you've no fucking stayed with each other. You then start to see that you probably don't fit in each other's lives. You don't like each other. You've just bought a 250 grand fucking house and you found out after six months you don't even like each other. Thereafter that, you've then got to say to yourself, can we stomach it for the next two, three, four, five years? Can I buy him out, buy her out of this property? Can I then afford the bills thereafter? Will you get the money back that you've actually fucking spent that property? So you really need to go and stay with each other first and foremost. Aye. Enjoy the shagging because it's fucking brilliant. But I can guarantee you, all stokes as soon as you move into that fucking brand new shiny house, man. Aye, the pressure I mean? and that. See, just I think for first time buyers, aye. you really need to go into it with your eyes wide open, man. It's no a bed of roses. It's no fucking Netflix selling some fucking selling sun, sunset. It's no about fucking the the Ferraris and the fucking BMW motors and all that kind of care on pressure is coming for moving into your own house and paying bills, you know what I mean? So you need to make sure you're financially mature is what aye, I would say. Aye. And what I mean by that is no wealthy. You're savvy enough that you pay your bills first and then go and fucking live thereafter. Aye, it. Fucking nature, mate. Aye, mate, nature. You're you're fuck. Stay with your mum, man. Yeah, I'm staying with my mum for as long as possible. No, but uh, I, I'm bad for that, man. Like now you're saying about like uh, financial maturity. I could get no matter what amount of money I get, see if, see if I get fucking two grand a month or ten grand a month, I'd spend it. Spend a lot, listen. Uh, I think that's, the b- 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 I'm fucking still like that now. Yeah. I got a shock in my life yesterday. I went and got a bow through and I've just went and spunked my full fuck. I'm skint now in my fucking next way. I went and spunked myself at fucking buying. I like clays and all that kind of shit. So I need to be financially mature as well. I got a fucking bow through the door yesterday and nearly fucking eyes popped out it. But that's just life in it, man. Yeah, and things are good, things are going fast. 100%. Aye. See, but financial. Can I jump to the toilet? Ah, so, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Trip, just we can just open it. Right. So obviously we're having a wee chat about um, houses and value in the market and that. Another thing I was about to ask is, 
in, in your opinion, kind of in the Glasgow and sort of outer areas, um, where do you think the best value for money is currently? And East End of Glasgow. East End of Glasgow's got great value for money. I'm, I worked in the south side and I worked in the East End for, for Purple Bricks uh, and who work with um, places now like Shawlands. Shawlands is absolutely ridiculous. Shawlands and Paul Shields, crazy prices that you're paying mm-hmm. for property there. So see when you start to go to wee bits of further out, govern. Aye. Govan, you're picking up um, cracking sandstone houses, great size sandstone houses for, for a reasonable price now that you would probably picked up three, four years ago for 70,000, 75,000 that are now worth 110, 120,000. But the same house in Govan that's worth 110, 120, and Shawlands is worth 200, 220, 240. Really, 100%. So, be areas like that. The East End of Glasgow, you, you're always picking up decent properties in the East End of Glasgow, but they're starting to shoot up as, as well. Like, um, <coughs> Deniston's just went mental. Deniston's probably the, the new south side is the new Aye. West End. We were so talking about see Deniston, we were talking about last week. There's an article, right, that some American um fucking news things put out and it's like the, the top ten coolest neighbourhoods in the world. D- they put De- they put Deniston in it that like, like fucking fuck eight fuck <laughs> Deniston, we're like, what? But Deniston? you know what? You get into Deniston now, you get the Alexander Parade absolutely Aye. bouncing, you get down to Duke Street, Duke Street is Duke just a wash Diners, bars, Aye. restaurants, good yeah. wee places. I know, I know. What do they call it? They call it the, is it the lower merchant center or the upper merchant is that city? What or they call it, call it now. Brewery, but you're only about I, I you're only about ten minute walk away from there. Aye. It's um, a good location. <coughs> brilliant location. Listen, I, I worked in the, the south side. Shawlands was always bang on. Um, there's a good buzz about Shawlands. Good type of people, bohemian type, fucking people run about. But see, like the in the summertime, you've got the the wee kind of street festivals and stuff. I remember I sold a house. I was on Shawlands, Kilmarnock Road. I sold a house in Kilmarnock Road, and it was above the shops. And it was just, it was a great day. It was a great summer's day. Say it was May. Um, before the pandemic, May 2019, it was a great summer's day. I was out selling the house. The house was absolutely fucking amazing. And I walked to it, and there's people walking out of the place. Next minute, I could hear somebody singing, uh, what do you call it, L- Louis Capaldi? Fucking song. Louis Capaldi had just come out, and I can't remember the song. Someone that was, you loved or Possibly. One of the first songs that he sang, he sang, but there was like a wee tent, a stage, and the street across the road for it. Tivoli Street I can't remember the name of the street but it was just across the road from where I was selling and this guy singing Louis Capaldi songs but no fucking Louis Capaldi just impromptu fucking got up on the stage and started singing three bastard songs I'm not saying that Shawlands attracts fucking Louis Capaldi but there's always something going on they've got roof terrace fucking tenements and there's always something going Mm. on different weekends I find the south side of Glasgow for me um, the south side of Glasgow has got a great Buzz about the place, absolutely love it. Close to absolutely everything. Silverburn, not that far away from the the tune as well. But Aye. East End, fucking Deniston, or Toll Cross, Shelfton. I was going to say, to even see if you look for even <coughs> just renting places, like they're the like best value for money you get. The Toll Cross, Shelfton's always really good value. Yeah, they're getting up. They're they're, they're People crazy. Are it. I, I sold a I sold a house for a person. I sold a flat for a person. Toll Cross. Fuck it, can't even make one of the new build fucking flats. Sold a house for a lassie and I sold a house for say £92,000. It was fucking huge. The flat was a modern flat. And the wee lassie that moved into it, Bonnie wee lassie, Tanya, how you doing? Lovely wee lassie. And uh, she sold that flat like eight months later. Bought it for 92000 sold it for £115,000. Six months later. That's mad, isn't it? That's just timing with everything, uh, to be mad. fair. See if June to the new this year, who sees a problem in up? Believe it or no, 10, 15, 20 fucking grand. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But what you've got to remember is 
the 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 your home report is always guide to value. Everybody's talking up this market the new, which is crazy. It's not going to continue. Just hold fire, man. So next year, boom, next year, next next year's going to be a great selling year. Certainly, there's going to be more finance available for people it's as well for everybody, sort of thing. Absolutely, uh, even people, even mortgages. Mortgages, you're going to get ninety five percent loan to values. Ninety five percent loan to values mean all you need now is a five percent deposit on a property rather than a ten percent, which is quite a lot of money. So you've got a ten percent deposit that you need to put down on the property, and then you need to find another ten or fifteen grand. I don't know what all these young people are doing, man. They must all be doing gross somewhere, man. <laughs> Opinion. Or CB is it CDB or CBD? Fucking whatever uh, it is. I <laughs> must be selling CD, but whatever the fucking oils that you're all selling, man. So essential year, oils. <laughs> next year, the dream for the Riley Gaffin. We get shields at you. Want to grow? <laughs> <laughs> we might need a fucking grow. Yeah, yeah. We'll just uh, get that after in the fucking loft. <laughs> well, obviously, man, we would be we would be fucking terrible to miss out the TikTok mate I, I need to tell you something right Adam uh, so now, how, how many followers you got now about 50 something 50 odds aye right Adam I was there before you had wanky and you were trying to go live no. and you, did, you, you didn't know that you need and you're like ah, I remember you put a video you're like ah, I'm, I'm going what? live tomorrow and all that <laughs> fucking 200 people I don't, I don't think you're me no, this is the thing <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've grew up in a life where social media for me was fucking Facebook. You done your Facebook posting and that was it. TikTok last year when the pandemic came out, everybody jumped on it. I tried it and I didn't fucking get it, to be honest uh, with you. I'm not going to jump a boot like fucking Jason Derulo, jumping <laughs> up and downstairs, making a dick of myself, miming to fucking songs, showing my tits and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I just didn't get it, if I'm going to be honest with you. So it wasn't for me. Instagram and Facebook is what I've done. Good fucking following and, 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 and Facebook. Instagram maybe not so much, but I had a good following on Facebook. So my thing was Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Positively review the state agent. I would watch fucking my missus in the opposite room, man. I'd have my room, she'd have her room. I'd watch the Fitbit. And all I would see was this fucking, this heat, this heat behind and fucking doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and I would shout through to her, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> fucking watching tutorials about makeup. And that's uh, all I would see. Uh, and half an hour later, it's still doing that. Uh, Two years later, it's still doing that. Mad, and I'm saying, what the fuck is it you're up to? TikTok. I was like, tick fucking talk. It was like fucking three weeks, four weeks later. She's like to me, you should actually do this because there's nobody doing property on TikTok. And it's like, fuck off, geez, peace. On fucking TikTok, man. It's a fucking idiot. It's one there. <laughs> fucking Jason Derulo dancing in my name. And I say, I'm not doing it. I fucking <laughs> can't dance. I fuck, man. But do you know what? I fuck, listen, I duet anybody, man. Any, any, any decent looking lass, I'll fucking duet it. But I uh, can't dance a fucker, sing a fuck. But I, I just thought, fuck it. Do you know what? I'm going to go and see what this is all about. And I had a plan and an agenda. I was just going to talk about property, property, property. Dirty line of estate agents because I was involved in that industry. Try to tell you the pitfalls and what you can do, what you shouldn't be doing. Try to buy a house, solicitors, how you can negotiate around about solicitors, closing dates, what you should be doing at closing dates, how you go and force a sale. Don't just look at estate agents, go and look at fucking... Oh, that was my agenda and that's how I went on. Put a couple of fucking ah fuck you and I didn't know how to address fucking uh, so, social media so I didn't know how because I, I would watch a few people and they would say tickers and talkers and fucking whatever <laughs> so I thought to myself I need to come up with something that needs to be fresh and fucking original uh, to introduce myself didn't fucking so I get slaughtered fucking TikTok social media you fucking dick man <laughs> fucking can't say TikTok social fucking media so bold as fuck I was on it a week and a half. I've got 237 people on my fucking page following me. Next fucking Tuesday, I say, is it seven o'clock? 
<laughs> Next Tuesday at seven o'clock, I'm going to do a live, and I'm going to talk to you about. His, I'm going to talk to you about the state agency, the pitfall in the state agency, and the dirty line scumbags of the state agents in the high street, and blah blah blah. Next minute, I get slaughtered. You funny, you dick. You fucking. You need a thousand people. You fucking idiot. Man. <laughs> so I made a bold statement. I made a bold statement, but do you know what? See, because I was putting property on, people took to it quite Aye. quickly, and then before I knew it, I had a thousand and fifty people. So that fucking week after, I done the first live, and it was I didn't even know how to do it, and I just fucking spoke to the camera the way that I talked to the camera anyway, and I ranted and I this and that. I didn't even know that you had to stop and answer fucking people's questions. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck I was supposed to do. Just kept on talking for a good hour. I was on it, but I didn't realise the reaction that I was going to get off the back of it. I tried to come after them, saying to people. How the fuck did I switch this up? <laughs> <laughs> I was on it for a bit. There's probably getting me a people saying this fucking edit does not. So it took me about fucking five minutes to switch a live off and stuff. And I'll be honest, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just going on and I'm talking and I'm getting wee bits of advice. But now it's became a wee bit more real because people are actually looking for proper advice moving aye, forward aye. to the point where the sun's picked up on it and all that stuff. That knew the property boss is now a real fucking thing, man. You get pure good audience interaction, didn't you? Like, well, I talk to people as well. Not I mean, I say everybody I love them and all that. I fucking love you, and I do love you. You are fucking bang on. I, I fucking love you, you too, man. Because that's how I, I'll be honest. That's how. <coughs> See if like somebody else came on that right and was saying the exact same stuff as you, but it wasn't you. It wouldn't have happened. But it's because you're like ah, at the end of the video. If you're having a bad day, ah, fucking keep your chin up. And I think that's right. why it was the great advice, but also with a personality, just like you're saying with your service. It's right. like it's obviously you know what you're talking about, but it's it's a wee the wee extra a mile. Personal touch. Right. I just thought it'd be about fucking I something different. If you want to get solicitors, oh, do that. But you can all ah, it's fucking. Ah, ah, was, ah, ah, you're real, but you know what? That's what I was trying to put across to people. No every state agent I'm a state agent for our twenty year, no every state agent I wore the pinstripe suits and I fucking had the brown now, fucking how cow and all that kind of shit. <laughs> but you know what? It's not about that now. It's about delivering on a service and getting good advice and fucking getting there at the end up. So whether you've got a hoodie on, whether you've got a fucking polar neck on, whether you're cutting about there as if you've just been shagged fucking backwards through a fucking hedge <laughs> or whether I'm fucking doing what I'm doing. If you can prove that you're fucking good enough, then that's what it's all about for for me as as well. Um there's so much people that will fucking pull your pants down and they'll tell you lies, especially financial advisors and stuff as well. Everybody's there to pick your pocket. I'm not interested in picking people's pocket. I'm there to help because if I know I help, guess what? I'm going to get fucking business after that. Aye, aye, it's a long term game you're playing. No, I fucking let's call in this person and get as much money. Like, no, it's a, I'll, to, I'll sell your house for you and I can guarantee you, I say to every client, I don't have clients, I have new best mates. Right, so I'm going to have a new best mate that signed up for me. I had a solicitor the day, absolutely fucking choking, taking one and sell his houseways. And I'm saying to him, Sandy, we're going to be new mates for the next two, three weeks. I'm going to be your new best mate for the next two, three weeks. I'm going to be on the phone consistently you. I'm going to annoy the fucking life out of you. I'm going to fucking take you through a roller coaster of emotions. I can guarantee you at the end of it, we're going to fucking shake hands. We're going to say goodbye, but we've had a good fucking journey together. See you there after that in two years' time, three years' time, five years' time, or six months' time, then I'm going to fucking bring that relationship live again because you're going to contact me because there's something else on the go. Aye. You know what I mean? So for me, it's saying hello, we're going to go through a fucking roller coaster journey, we're going to say cheerio, but I know I'm going to fucking see you again because Aye. that's the way I treat it. It's not just a transactional one hit catch you. You know what I mean? Because not, then not, that not reputation that. goes fucking before Aye. you. And plus, like, say he say he fucking whoever fucking Joe's sister needs a house, who's the person who's <laughs> going to I'll put you in touch with Susie. He fucking done me well and that's 
the TikToks, and that's no reason why I've done TikTok. It's just worked out for, for that now. Now I'm getting people from other place asking for advice, but want me to go and sell the house because they trust and believe and they can see Aye. what I'm doing differently for everybody else. Whereas you go and speak to Slater Hall, Countrywide Quorum, um, Alan and Harris, or residents, you're buying into a name that you see in the high street, Aye. but you don't really know too much about that person. So I took a phone call off of somebody yesterday going, can I believe I'm talking to the property boss? He says, I feel as if I already know you, but you know what? That's good for me That's because great, there's trust. So for Aye. me selling, me, you invite me into your house and no knowing me, it's kind of edgy Aye. to see you invite me into your house and you already know a wee bit about me. There's already trust there. That. So that's what I'm all about, man. Do you do you get recognised a lot now? Like, and just walking through the street and all that? Unfortunately, I enjoy it. No, I embrace Aye. everybody. I tell everybody if they see me talk, fucking stop, toot the motor, stop Aye. the motor, come out and say hello, I'll talk to anybody. I'm not any different for any other fucker. I sell houses, that's all I do. But I'm a real person, I'm a personable person. Aye. I'm not up my own arse. I don't drive about in fancy motors, I don't stay in a fucking fancy house. I don't proclaim to be something that I'm not, although I'm the best estate agent in fucking Great Britain. <laughs> but do, do you know what? Um, I'm no any better than any cunt else. Mm-hmm. There you go. See, see, obviously, what we're saying, you've you've obviously had like quite a lot of business just coming off TikTok. Has there been people that have got in touch with you and then you're like, they don't fucking want yeah, a house? Just want to talk to you. Do you know what? I've had a couple of that. So I've had, um, I've had. It's been crazy. TikTok's been brilliant. Absolutely love you. I don't do other. I, I don't do any other social media now. I dedicate my full time to TikTok. These are fucking awesome people, man. Um, but I there is an element of where I get emails, consistent emails, because I let people know. I even put my fucking phone number out there. I remember I put my phone number out in one fucking post. Oh, they ain't you fucking funny. <laughs> I was like, Aye, how you doing? I how can I? Wait to hear this. All right, you're fucking funny. I think you're fucking. That was like, who's this? May I help you? I'm going to rip your fucking motor and rip your tires and all that. And I'm saying to him, so do you want the registration number in my motor? He's like, I just want to geezer. I was like to the guys, you know what? Go and fuck off. But you do get fucking idiots like that. To, to be honest, so I I do get quite a few people phoning up saying, want to come out and value my house? You go and sit in their house and they get fuck all you fucking. They're not going to be moving. They just want to see the fucking property boss. But you know what? I'll go and do that because you never fuck know who they're going to. Fucking pass me, won't you? Exactly. No, I mean, never so know, for man. me, it's always there's always an opportunity. Networking. Aye. But that's like, uh, what's the other one again? If you're at your gate, don't be late or something. If I'm at your gate, don't be late. Aye, that was it? one of the boys. So now that everybody's get for a piss take, everybody will do a piss take because I I talk as if I'm quite slow and all that kind of care. So you'll get a few of them. The I think it's just dram- quite dramatic timing. Dramatic. You got them filled. Fucking brilliant. So you get that. The shields is at your gate. Don't believe when I chap your door. Your door, you know the score and all that, man. I fucking love it. See some of the stuff that they come out with. It's creative as fuck. I love it. It's aye. fucking brilliant, you've man. Keep on doing it. You've got. Aye, that's what I was going to say. I think that's how you've got a good following as well because see like you've had people obviously you go quite big on it then you get all the fucking the people like sharing your sound and then talking at it and with well, the fucking with the jungle early teeth uh, uh, that was brilliant man that's just banner so see for me seeing the Fitbit see back at the Fitbit days for me it was Same always man. about changing and banner we would rip the piss at each other Aye. we would not fuck at each other we would fucking say things that were absolutely slaughter the life out of each Aye. other but you took it and you moved for I just that's how I've been brought up so Aye. I don't take a my mods called me worse than half of 
the people on fucking social media <laughs> if I'm going to be fucking honest with you, you know what I mean? So Aye. I don't take offence to absolutely anything. I see the funny side of everything. Um, I do have a sensitive side sometimes, but do you know what? It is what it is, man. We're off fair game. If you're going to put yourself in any positions, expect a bit of fucking Aye. backlash. Exactly. Aye. Exactly. Take the good, take the fucking bad. Aye. All comes in equal measures, doesn't it? That's it, man. Fucking superb, man. That's it. That's the old teed fucking killer. Well, I think that's fucking that's it. That's it. I've got loads more fucking stories. Save it for part two. Cut a month down the line. Is that happening then? If I can be honest with you, I've been asked to do quite a lot of different podcasts. Don't tell them. I promised you. No, listen, I wouldn't. And I fucking held back some of my stories and stuff as well. Because I normally go every day and I'll put a wee daft story on. But I wanted to. I've got hundreds of stories. I've got loads of stories that I can give you, man. So let's go and fucking dance again. Definitely sometime soon. Thank you so much for coming on, my Brilliant. man. Love you. God bless you. As always, like the video, comment who you want to see next. Comment what you think of Shieldsy. Do you want a house? Get in touch with your man. Alan Shields at purplebricks.com. The most positively reviewed estate agent Number in Great Britain. One. Number one estate Boom. agent. Tales trips. Trips, can you stay back just after the video? There's a wee special message. Oh, there's a wee message after this. Don't click after the video. Cheers, trips. Right, trips, what's happening? Uh, I just wanted to add in a wee message because my two pals are doing a wee Christmas charity thing this year. It's called Kids Christmas Glasgow, is it? No, Christmas for Kids Glasgow, sorry. They do it every year. Uh, last year they raised all sorts of dough and they get like vans full of uh, presents and they go in with the money. They go and buy presents for Wayne's or right. they get to underprivileged families. They're two boys for the scheme and they just they know of a lot of people that need a wee horn, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I, I did a great work. So uh, they've got a crowdfund here. It's called. Uh, we'll put we can put it, put, put it in the description. I put the link for it and then their Instagram is Christmas for Kids. So they, so they. So you give them money, but they buy presents well, for it? Either that, or you give them presents. Aye, see like any, either see or. any wee presents, right? And it's for, because there's, there's, like, you know, there's hundreds of wins, not I mean, about Christmas. After COVID and that and all, mm -hmm. people need a horn, not I mean? So they're like modern-day Santas, not I mean? They mm -hmm. kick about. They Aye. collect all sorts of presents for all these wins. Um, they work with charities as well, involved, and in everything is in their Instagram, Kids Christ uh, Christmas for Kids Glasgow, I always say that. I think it was called that last year or something, or a couple of years ago that was called that. We'll sort it. And they've changed it. But um, Why don't we say this, right? See, if you help them out and you donate to it, you donate something, send us a message telling us you've done it, and then on the Christmas episode, we'll give your name a shout-out on the episode. That's about that. Aye. Boom. Cheers, troops. Cheers, troops.